So, uh, welcome everybody to the uh, December edition of uh, Cadillac on Mars. You know, I got my man T. I got Delvin over here. I did invite Sean, even after spending Thanksgiving at his house, he still ain't show up. And then, um, <laughs> you know, there's something real special though. Um, Is it? We got, we got. Hey man, why are you gonna fuck it up? <laughs> Hey, you know, you said that shit like Michael B. Jordan was coming on. Like, hold trying on. to make trying to make people feel welcome over here. He just got out of depression. You're trying to slip him back in. That's a good point. That's a good point. Now, you maybe listen to that depressing ass podcast. You, you've heard about him for weeks. You know the name, Once. the man, the myth, the legend. Hey, why you already gonna fuck up your intro too? You know what? You know you know why I say what I say. It's a uh, cousin Cecil, aka fuck Mike Fowler. He's in the house today. What's up, Mike? How you doing, that's man? A, that's a great intro. What's up? I mean, yes. I, I mean, I probably still have depression, but no, I, uh, I feel better. No, you know what I mean. I feel good. I have a little, little recharge. I mean, granted, I did choose to work a, a double today, but no, I, you know, more money. Yeah, so whatever. You know what? Hey, getting paid feels nice too. Fucking like Mike's out here like Zach Fox. Shout out yes. to depression. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus is the one. one. <laughs> Still anyways, one of the greatest songs I've ever heard. Fuck that. You know what? That song is so all over the place and out of pocket, but it is fucking brilliant. <laughs> and if you like anybody just in general, if you like to see like interesting like music creation, like check out Kenny Beats the Cave on YouTube. Cause he whips up beats in like 15 minutes and then has like the lyricist come up with like the rhymes on the spot. So um, I'll probably put the link to that Zach Fox because that's where um, that whole bit comes from. And it's a, uh, it's amazing just to watch Fantastic. the video too. Cause he does it in like an Abraham Lincoln hat and fully drops his pants. So yes. um, it's crazy. I don't know. T decided he just was like, I'm going to exit this room. I don't need to be he's here. Going, he's going <laughs> to check out the video. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, Mike, why don't you tell the people a little bit about you? You know? What you been up to? Shit like um, that. Don't make it yeah. too interesting. I'm the, I guess I'm the infamous uh, fuck Mike Fowler. Uh, <laughs> I, um, I do a, <laughs> a slightly depressed, uh, depressing uh, solo video game podcast. <laughs> Selling the shit out of it. Yeah. You yeah. Know, hey, I, I don't want to lie because I want people to go like this. Oh, all right. At least, at least he wasn't saying the lying about how his podcast is when he's just a one man guy just going. Yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> but, uh, uh, there's some highlights if you guys actually did go in the the previous recordings, like look up some of the bonus episodes. I was able to uh, earlier this year and a little bit of last year. I don't remember. I think it was majority of this year. I was able to talk to some like combo creators and do little interviews and talk about their new whatever their newest thing that came out this that certain month I had released. It was a uh, but no, it was a really good time and. Uh, but then, yeah, I had to go back into the work field. So then that's what uh, got me back into like more of a slump and also not be able to collect all the news I want to talk about each week sometimes. But yeah, no, it's a fun. Sh- well, it's a fun <laughs> show for me. <laughs> no, definitely. I, I think I can kind of sell Mike's show better for him than he did. Um, Way better. He kind of does like a, a, a pop culture type of show that focuses on gaming Um tv tech uh not so much tech uh comic books things like that entertainment it's an entertainment show he's a one-man show um what i like about his podcast is that um 
he actually comes with some knowledge. It's not just hot takes. It's not just him like trash talking and saying like, you know, uh, this is whack and that's whack and everything's whack. He's just like, I mean, take it for what it is. You might like it. I did like it or I didn't like it. It seems to be a very honest opinion. Um, a lot of suggestions that he makes on like something to read. Uh, you guys know my rule on reading, even when it goes down to comic books, but this full still got me reading, you know? So uh, I take advantage of the shared uh, comics uh, app. So shout out to you for that. But um, no, it's a, it's definitely a good show. Um, the Cousin Cecil show comes out every Monday, like late Sunday yeah. night, Monday. Mondays sure. and sometimes Wednesdays. Sometimes, oh, yeah, because that, that's when you get the bonus pod. And I will say, like, I mean, for doing this for what has it been a, a little over a year now? Yeah, about um, a year and a half. Yeah. 68 episodes of the main show. And uh-huh. who knows how many bonus episodes since I didn't. I don't uh, put a number on those. I just go bonus episode. You're yeah, almost but, at 100. But, but I just want to say, though, why you got to brag about numbers? I mean, we only done like 12 episodes so far. <laughs> <laughs> no comics. I don't want this show to end like it did last one. Yes. <laughs> Good point. Don't say shit. Yeah. I don't want to get that message. Yeah. Especially not, when I'm on vacation. Not even a message, just the just a tweet. You know, just I thought tweet. that episode was good. Next, you know, I got the next you know, shit hit the fan. I'm like, what happened? Oh, yeah, if, yeah, that too. Like Mike was the last uh last guest on Cadillac on Mars, and then uh he made me want to give up. No, 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 no. I mean, sorry, games like, you don't play. Yeah, no, 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 you you jinxed it already. No, no. <laughs> Not letting that shit happen. No, <laughs> he was the last guest on games we don't play. Yes. Not kind of like on Mars. We're still doing that show. Uh-uh. No, unless you got some shit you need to tell him, bro. <laughs> no. Well, no, he doesn't. I was going to wait till the new year, but I mean, you want to find out now. <laughs> but so no, I you know definitely um, check out Mike's show. It's a, it's a very good show. It's a very very entertaining. And at that too, like. Uh, it's been a minute because work has been like super busy and I haven't gamed as much, but he's also like my, yeah, my video game homie too. We get down, we do things. Yeah. I'm not going to talk to about Delvin about that shit either. Since he hit, for some reason he has an excellent microphone for this. He sounded like he was on a tin can through his PlayStation, but <laughs> yes, more full why. circle, more full circle, at least because T is here. He also helped the show because he uh, sold the why the last man, comic mm-hmm. which went into like luckily there was a sale like but like fuck it and we bought the i bought the whole series and that's how if if chalfie actually reads it it's there yeah <laughs> hey i'm as far as like when he if i'm after when he meets his sister okay yeah actually, he got to- <laughs> here's what here's what threw me off i mean we're gonna talk about that right now then like, let's jump in it's a really good comic book like it really really is the twists in there i was like oh this shit's interesting like when you find like the like that sort of women's colony and then you find out it is a women's colony i was like what um but what threw me off was that sort of there's like an offshoot story in the i guess it would be kind of like the second book right and uh where they're looking for like the monkey and everything's like kind of crazy that one like threw me off because it was like off of the storyline so i just need to get back in but uh i was whipping through those it's well written the art i like it a lot it's good. I still haven't watched the show though, but well, I don't to need watch to watch it. the show. It's already canceled. <laughs> I can still catch so, up. So, so, not even that. The people who make the show are are, are, are putting a full court press to have. Hopefully, you haven't picked up at a 
HBO Max because mm-hmm. it, it is a DC, it's a vertical imprint, which makes it, you know, Warner Brothers John. So hopefully that all works itself out and they do uh, get to keep pushing forward over there on uh, over on HBO Max. The show is really good. Just yeah. I'll, I'll tell you that straight up. It, it, is, it is it is not a perfect retelling of the, of the comic by any stretch, but there's enough of the comic in there and enough of an update that makes sense that I really enjoy the show. Mm-hmm. T has a good point because I, that's how I went. I'm like, I'm going to read this whole series <laughs> before the season. <laughs> and then it, to find out which goes with another mic that we that usually gets a fuck mic around here. Uh, <laughs> he, uh, he has a good point for a person. He wants the TV show to be able to stand on its own. And it kind of doesn't, kind of doesn't. That's yeah. why it probably got canceled. It's a really good uh, supportive show towards that series of books. And they did a pretty well job. Like we said, this was made in 2001, this comic, which is obviously, I guess, for the listeners, why the last man is the the series of what happens if everything that has a Y chromosome uh, goes away in the, in humans, animals, and mm-hmm. everything. Mm-hmm. And in 2001 um, outlooks uh, a lot more, not so uh, was pandemic trans- <laughs> well, pandemic, but also like the idea of, transition people transitioning from different sexes wasn't so either easy or prevalent. As spotlighted. yeah yes whereas like now it's 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 not as much of like a i don't really know how to contextualize it I, not, I that, t- not that it's not like a taboo conversation but it's just yeah. like it's, it's more not, of a public conversation yeah it's not as frowned upon as it was in 2001 in 2001, there was not literally the resources for a person to easily transition to what they, who they want to be, whether it was male or female or something like that. Yeah. Whereas today, it's a lot of a lot easier of a process mm-hmm. and a lot smoother of a transition, and a lot more people, even though a lot of still people who are out there who are wild and say stupid stuff, yeah. a lot more people are accepting of it. Yeah, or just to even have the like conversation, it just like it just is. Yeah, but but that 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 is that in particular is, a, is one of the updates they've done in the uh, in the TV show. Yeah, so well done. It's so well done, and it's, mm-hmm. all of a sudden you're like, oh, okay, that all makes perfect sense. They kind of delve into it a little bit with the scientist character, uh, and and, and like said, it all works itself out really well. Yeah, unlike the other show I was wild hype for and have been watching, and I'm just like, I don't know, man. And that is of course uh, the Wheel of Time. Oh, I haven't started that yet. I'm. I was going to start that one, but I got mixed opinions on it. Oh, I absolutely love the books. I am doing a, a, a full re-listen of the books right now, so that's another problem. Jesus I'm one of dudes who hated the who who hated Jurassic Park when it first came out because it was so different from the book. I was mad. Uh, wait, Jurassic <laughs> Park is fucking books? Yeah. Yes. Word. I know you know that. So I'm gonna I let you get that. this no, off straight up. I didn't know that. <laughs> I Jurassic I just... Park and uh, Jurassic Park Lost World are both books by Michael Crichton, the guy who yes. did ER and uh, a lot of other books and so forth and so on. And when ER was a book. I know, but I, I don't know if it was a book, but it was definitely the, the series. No, he he, he was wrote just the, the series. screenwriter. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. And that was and, like that. Now you really had me tripping. I was like, damn. Don't feel so, bad. I <laughs> I just found it a couple of days ago. Fight Club was a book. Yes, Chuck Palahniuk is like my. I'll say this: I do not read Chuck Palahniuk's my favorite author. Um, read survivor by chuck that book is amazing it was supposed to be a movie but then um gonna be made around 9 11 
and they were like yeah we can't do a book about a plane crash so because the book is told in the story it's during a flight that's being hijacked and about to be crashed oh yeah that that wouldn't work but it'll work today yeah i think we're at the point now where we can do it but if anything like all of chuck's books are amazing they're very anti-hero ish really really weird um characters his short stories are brilliant so if anything read chuck polonic his stuff is amazing invisible well, monsters too is really really good well robert jordan's wheel of time series is uh 14 books deep uh there's also a prequel maybe even two prequels now that i think about it but the, uh-huh. the main 14 uh are stunning honest to god it's 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 uh, just such a, a wonderful series of books and it's like i get it as i watch the show i'm like you had to change that Mm, you had to change that. You did you have to do that, or could you have done this up with a way different? But I am allowing for it. I'm going to watch it all. That they they already have a season two in in production, so I know I'm going to get at least a couple of seasons seasons of this of show. And it's just it's, it's it feels wildly rushed, and uh, I don't I don't like that, and uh, I don't like how they've decided. So in the book, there are uh, three characters who are considered Tarvir. These are people who are. Uh, so strong in their uh their their i guess powers but not really powers well hold on before you continue describing yeah give me a setting like I'm a, is, uh, is yeah, it yeah. the future so is I'm, it the past is it i'm like, actually where is I'm it about to, about to hook you up actually as i thought about it, i was like so wheel of time is uh is is uh uh, uh imagine a game of dungeons and dragons okay saints and dragons there is a dragon but not actual dragons is that what it, it is literally it is, game of thrones it is literally making a party because that's what the, that's what happens. These two people come to a town and they set out with their, on their adventure with their party. They have their tank, they have their healer, they have their oh, everything shit. like that. <laughs> They're and, and if, you, if, Overwatch. If, if you literally just go and look, you're like, oh, okay, cool. Okay, so we end up with X amount of characters, six amount of characters, six six main characters, mm-hmm. and uh, they're dope. And, it's, it, and it takes place, like I said, in in you know olden times. Mm-hmm. It is not Game of Thrones. It is. Prior to Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones bit a lot of its shit from the Wheel of Time. A lot. Yeah. And so, um, like I said, really a really wonderful series of books. I would tell you to get on those and give them a read. I would actually tell you to go listen to them. They're uh, they're uh, read by uh, a husband and wife uh, team of uh, narrators, and they're so good at it. And that's another reason that makes this this show like pale by comparison. And also, Amazon released a, an, 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 a new audiobook version with... Uh, the main lady, the uh, who plays uh, Moraine, uh, reading the book, and they put a sample. I was like, "Here, check it out. It's it's uh whatever her name is reading the book." And I'm like, I gave it a listen. I was like, "This is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> you you are not. You cannot read these books like uh. uh see, I want to tell you these guys' names compared, like, if they're a, a husband and wife duo, and they're so good at it. Hold on. Damn, these bitches are long. Okay, so yeah, it's, yeah say, fourteen like, books. I'm looking at the books right now. The first one is. 30 hours long audio? Yeah. Yeah, don't let them fool you. There's 14 books, but they're probably as tall as a door. Like you yeah. put them yeah. up on top of each other. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, these should say pamphlets. Yeah. Kate, Kate, Kate Redding and Michael Kramer, again, just amazing, amazing narrators. Their voices are just so good. And uh, why we have two people reading the books is if things are from a male perspective, Michael reads it. If they're from a okay. lady's perspective, Kate reads it. And it just bounces back and forth like that. And it's, it's a real fun way of presenting the books. I would tell you to enjoy them. I would tell you, like I said, that's another reason I would tell you to listen to them. Them hoes is giant. They are tomes and they only get longer as the series goes along. 
So I would just tell you, you know what I'm saying? If you got Audible or, or so forth, just listen to them. It's worth it. It's fun to listen to us, like why, you know, work the day away or drive on a trip or something like that. Mm-hmm. Great books for that. I've been playing Halo and listening to these books. It's been great. <laughs> hey, don't get me started on Halo. About that, but real quick before I talk <laughs> trash about that. Um, yeah, I think a good audio narrator, like when they're brilliant at it, really like changes the game. Because yeah. I was going to say, because um, you were talking about two people being the male, female. Um, <clears throat> the guy who does the, uh, the Harry Potter, Harry Potter audiobooks, Jim Dale, yeah. that yeah. dude's phenomenal. He is. Like, and he, he's doing the men, the women, the kids, like everybody, like and all the sounds, like as a true, like audio artist, that dude kills it. So, um, I totally see what you're saying. That would be kind of neat to then hear someone bounce between. Um, but what I've well, been hearing about that, that show is like, just from a lot of reviewers, it's like, oh, it's the Game of Thrones killer, you know, this and that. And I'm like, but I have I have not seen like one commercial. I've seen like a billboard, yeah. but I have no clue. Like that's what I was asking, like, what's the sort of context of it? Because I don't even well, know what it looks like, how they dress. It's still Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones already dead. Well, that's what I was about to say, too. Like, like show's been over a long time ago. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, Game of Thrones definitely uh, self-inflicted, but uh, yeah. yeah, the Wheel of Time is not is not trying to be Game of Thrones. It's considerably considerably less rapey as we discussed last time, mm-hmm. making it already a better show. <laughs> so yeah, 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 yeah. The sex, uh, the sex in that book, and all those books. If I can't, if I recall clearly, there was only one time somebody had sex where they was kind of like, I don't know if I'm really happy about this, but okay, I fuck you. Mm-hmm. Everybody else is volunteer. Everybody's happy to be there, enthusiastically consenting. Yeah, people get Game of Thrones by all. <laughs> You know, so, and, and all these like period piece type of shows, um, like when they have a lot of fucking going on, yeah. I always think like you didn't have like regular like plumbing systems in your house. Like people seem to be getting booty left and right. And it's, like, it's just it's just stinky booty. Yeah, just nonstop <laughs> hot ass, huh? <laughs> like when you see someone go down and get like a face full of cooch, I'm like, ooh, that's raw. <laughs> see, and that's that's like I said, that's another reason I'm kind of like upset they love with the that show. pheromone, huh? <laughs> almost, the, almost the first scene of the show is the is two of the main characters going going to town. I'm like, that's just what those two wouldn't ever, and in fact, never did. And yeah. I was very offended. But I was like, come on, bro, don't don't do this. I get it. You got to sell some titillating shit, yeah. but you really don't. Yeah, people are smart enough to uh, to deride out with it, and you probably don't see commercial for it because it's on Amazon. So yeah. eventually, you go see commercial for it is on video game websites in the movie theaters. And, and, and you know you what? Know. That's what that's where Amazon's fucking up too, because yeah. there's actually a lot of good original content on there. And yep. aside from like, what is it, Miss Maisel? Is that their show? Like, yeah. nothing else gets like pushed or promoted. It's real dead. And but when it wins, say, it's super award winning. Like, as I, you know, what I'm saying yeah. like uh, Fleabag and all those things. Those are Amazon shows. Yeah, invincible. Well. invincible. Yeah. yeah, but they just like in our circles, we hear about it, but like. On the outside, they're just like, what? I'm like, no, nah, I don't even know. Invincible um, should have been promoted a lot better than what it was. Yeah. No, for sure. For sure. Um, and that's, that's kind of why The Last Man's problem. Why The Last Man was a Hulu original. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't, it was a, a, no, it was FX, but FX on Hulu original. Yeah. yeah. Meaning you had that, you were, you were already behind the eight ball on things. You needed to have Hulu. You know what I'm saying? You need that so forth and so on and know that it's there. And it's just kind of like, they 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 pushed it sort of online. It had a good Twitter and a good Instagram, uh, yeah. you know, pre- premise. But 
it wasn't there. You know what I'm saying? I, People who just I didn't don't know. know it was coming out till I heard T talk about it. Yeah. And that's the stuff I would like. Yeah. That's crazy. That's bad marketing. I do, because since now we finally got back to White Last Man. Shout out to, I think it was episode six, where Hero's at that girl's station in, just in the bathtub scene. That girl who talks to her in that bathroom scene, she deserves her own season just talking in that bathroom scene. <laughs> um, See, now I gotta watch it. fucking man. huge. Yo, I had, to, I had to listen to him and other Mike talk about these titties for days. So, okay, I mean, we're going to re- just a quick little vi- visit to these titties. It's the most unsexy whole lot of titty scene you'll ever see. Except is- her. She, I mean, you know, hey. But you're saying for, her. For, for the context of the conversation. That's exactly what I'm saying. I love all them titties. Gorgeous left and right <laughs> titties here and there. All beautiful. All wonderful. Various sizes and shapes and colors. Man, Fantastic. he just got Jesse Jackson on us right now. <laughs> what's really going on there is they are talking to Hero and trying to get her get her head right after all the, some of the things she's been through. Uh-huh. And it's like, yeah, they all happen to be, you know, topless because they're you know, they all bathing together, but Nah, it's like uh, remember Starship Troopers? They was all in the shower together. Yeah, you know what I'm saying it's there, and it's like yes, titties are titillating, but it's not not sexy. You know, I wasn't saying like uh, it's like yeah, it's like uh, they're cons- they're they're all concentrating, showing the t- just it's just a bad scene. But the idea that girl that talks to her, shout yeah. her out because obviously, uh, yeah, they really are know. perfect. <laughs> Mike's out here like uh, shout out to the creator. <laughs> I want to give one up to God for making that shit. Right. <laughs> Shake your you know, hand. Just, Good job. Just to kind of keep this uh, entertainment train going, um, I I finally finished um, the Marvel What If. Okay. okay. And um, that last episode, I was not expecting it to be the way it was. The way they pulled all the stories together and united and then that it had like i just like you watch each one you're like this is a standalone and for anyone listening these are sort of like uh i'll, I'll leave it to you fucking nerds who can explain what this show is better than me what I if i will say what if it's a series of books that marvel's been making since the 60s yeah yeah i'm a huge what if fan as a kid they're basically alternate realities of major marvel events told from a different perspective basically alternate universes so, for example, one would be what if Thanos won the Infinity War? Then it would tell the story of what happens if Thanos won, which is actually a comic book. What happens if Thanos won and everything like that? And it would take different, it's different toes, turns, and twists and things like that. What if, what if zombies? Some, what, Marvel Zombies is actually a comic book series. Mm-hmm. That's going to be shoe, too, right? Se- yeah. I want to say it was a what if at one point. But it became a whole series, which is now going to be a Disney Plus series as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the cool thing about What If is that I always liked it as a kid was the stories are 90% of the time a lot darker mm-hmm. because the, the comic book creators have more freedom to kill off characters. So they would blatantly kill off characters. Like they had now, is one. The, the, what's the guy's name? Is he the Watcher? Is that who he is? The Watcher, yeah. yes. Is he, in, is he always watching in the comic book series? Yes, he is the only quote-unquote canon element of what if, technically speaking. What were you going to say, Mike? Isn't there, only, isn't there more than one watcher? So obviously, yes. the TV series has this uh, Yandu. But Yandu's yes. Guardians of the Galaxy. 
oh then fuck me i don't even know the guy's name the ball but obviously oh, they have his me. he yeah, looks like gary guy. coleman that's just i just want to say that <laughs> <laughs> that feels racist a little bit no i mean i'm just saying look at it i said in the face like i didn't say in the skin tone oh, gary that's coleman. What his name is if i remember correctly <laughs> but you're correct there are multiple watchers but the watcher from the what if is technically speaking the 616 universe watcher and he's supposed to watch over all the universes and kind of tell these stories mm-hmm. to us just like the show did. And the Watchers are not supposed to interfere ever. Mm-hmm. That's the rule for them. They're not supposed to interfere in the, unless something drastically happens. And even then, they're not supposed to really interfere because they're supposed to, much like quote-unquote God, they're supposed to let man yeah, they, do, just whatever have free should, will. Whatever should be, should be type of thing. Exactly. And, and for me being a like mildly, like a mild comic book reader, and I don't have that sort of like history like you guys do, I appreciated the watcher because he he was that sort of third party like narrative off to the side and would kind of introduce a few of the elements, but then let the story unfold and then how he became more of the story as it ended. And that whole like that that last episode, I'm trying not to give a lot away of it, but there's just it's like it's like the fighting is amazing. The story development was like solid. Like I said, the way that they brought all the the episodes together with the variety of characters that were introduced, like the alternate version of like um, uh, Star Lord, like how they're all like fucking different variants. I was like, and then from different universes, I was like, this is really like it's it's smart. You know, it wasn't even like corny, clever. Like I was like, no, they, this though it's a cartoon and it looks really neat. It's it's pretty amazing. So I was like, this was really awesome. Um, but yeah, and then just like with even that sort of like uh, the art style too, the animation. I think T you might have mentioned a while back. It was like rotoscope. Um, yeah, it's phenomenal. That was the best rotoscope I've ever seen. Yeah. Like hands down. I'm like, but I guess if you got Disney money, you could exactly. Uh, you could do exactly. it right. Yeah, that's some daddy got deep pockets. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh and then uh as we flew over to Atlanta for Thanksgiving, I did watch um Shang-Chi. And yeah, what uh, th- what'd you think? I loved it. Same. I loved it. And, liked it a lot. Uh, I'll tell you why I liked it and you guys can chime in. Um I actually felt like this was the least sort of universally accessible um marvel movie like i feel a lot of times it's like here's a little bit for the kids and here's a little bit for the adults here's a little bit for the women here's a little bit for the fellas like it's this one though it did have all those components it was a straight up top to bottom action movie and then it had a fucking monster battle you know what i mean like they said battle at the end they said what do you want what do you want oh you want some karate i got you Oh, you want to see some magic? I got you there too. You want some monsters? Why not? Oh, you want a little uh, like a ghost type of shit? Why not? Like <laughs> they really brought in all those elements, but in a very good way. And then also having the sort of character twists was like, damn, this is like it was it was amazing. I really really liked it. Um, what did you guys think of it? I loved. It. I saw that when I was up in uh, up in Toronto for my birthday. So I actually saw that movie. I think on my birthday, if I think about mm-hmm. it. And uh, it was a delight. I uh, I love uh, Simu Lu. Simu Lee, Lu. Uh, he was on the show uh, Kim's Convenience on Netflix, mm-hmm. and so I, I already was aware of him as a, as a performer. And I was like, when it, when my, my partner pointed out, I was like, 
that's uh, Jung. And I'm like, no, it ain't. You thought, and then, uh, like, I see him. I'm like, oh, shit, it really is him. That's dope. And uh, so it's, like, so cool to see my man, you know, going from uh, a, a really good Canadian uh, sitcom mm-hmm. to huge Disney star, you know, like, like the, in the blow up. And I really enjoyed the movie. I'm, I'm not, I, I was not the over, overly offended by Aquafina. <laughs> you know, people was mad. He was real mad at old girl. And I was like, I guess, man. I guess. Yeah. She, she, she rocked the black scent when she was younger. What am I supposed to do about that, man? Yeah. She grew out of it. I mean, she, yeah, she grew out of it. She was trying to be a whole ass rapper at the moment, too. So, yeah. like, yeah. I mean, is that really so, the worst? But the movie is dope. And uh, it, it gives you another reason to watch uh, Iron Man 3. And, and, and there's an Iron Man 3, like, uh, side story. So if you watch both of those and then go into Shang-Chi, you have a real good time. Really? So what's the connection? Um, the Mandarin. Oh, the, the Mandarin. Ben King's the character? Uh-huh. He, he, was, he was the Mandarin in Iron Man 3. Mm. He was pretending but to be... Shang-Chi's who, father. Exactly. Yeah. Who was the actual Mandarin. Yes. So it was okay. a problem. That's why, that's why they had kidnapped him and were holding him hostage in... in uh, the Marvel one-shot. The jail. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, so Shang-Chi's dad is not his dad? Wait, what in, you Iron Man, in Iron Man 3, because uh-huh. that came out first, yeah. they teased us in the trailers, Ben Keasley was going to be the Mandarin. Uh-huh. Who, who's the in major the- Iron Man villain. Yeah. So obviously, just because obviously since Iron Man 1, the Ten Rings has always been looming the Mandarin. But then Ben Kingsley is now the, the guy yeah. in jail. That in Iron Man 3, in Iron Man 3, they, they say it right there. I'm not the real Mandarin. I'm actually just an actor, and at the end, because he was uh, just basically like helping and incri- like being like incriminating shit, he was in jail. Yeah. Oh, then like how he a- explains it in the movie, where he was yeah. like, "I was pretending, but it wasn't pretending or some shit." Yes, yeah. he was a hired actor. Because uh, okay, because a- I was like thinking too. I'm like, why is Ben Kingsley this fucking like uh, <laughs> like third tier actor in this movie? <laughs> like he wasn't shit in there, and I was like, it was fucking me up because I was like. <laughs> He is a legit, like, they made a triple A, like a C. <laughs> I was like, but that's, yeah. that's who he is on, in Iron Man 3. He's this yeah. stage actor. That's but what they, I'm saying. They, I see, I don't even remember seeing Iron Man 3. So I was like, I don't fucking get, but now that you're saying it, I'm like, oh, that's brilliant. Yeah. I didn't get it. it that's amazing. That, that was the big plot twist of Iron Man 3 that people that pissed people off. Uh, because the Mandarin is like the main Iron Man villain. So people thought it was seeing a movie where Iron Man's finally going to face the Mandarin and then Bing Kingsley for half of the movie is the Mandarin and then when you get to the big climax when Iron Man finally catches up with him, you find no, he's just an actor. He's not the real Mandarin. And yeah. the Mandarin's not really in the movie at all. It's a, it's a whole other bad guy Yeah, Iron Man has to face. Now, any of you got the breakdown on the, um, the post credit scene? Like, what's the significance there? Which one? Wait, what, Isn't there two? Which one? Yeah. Oh shit, there were two. I only saw the yeah. one. Hey, maybe I can go far enough. No, I did watch all the credits. Do you want to spoil it here? Well, I don't give a fuck. It hey, don't if you don't watch it, fuck that's it. your problem. It's, it's on Disney Plus right now. I'm gonna tell you to stop this podcast. Go watch. Go watch it, and then come right back. Yeah. You don't gotta stop it. Just pause. Yeah. Just that way it'll pause. be right where you left it. Yeah. I'll <laughs> my balls. Anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> You got to tell me. Well, so we're not well, really okay. spoiling so the one I which saw, one you saw. And I ain't going to rewatch it. Like, so I'll just let you know. You could tell me. Brie Larson, the fucking Hulk. Uh, there's an abomination. 
that was in a uh, fucking Bruce. Oh Banner? wait, that was the Hulk in the, in the post credit scene. Yes. Damn yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah, it was Banner and Captain Marvel, and they're talking to him in the fucking hologram shit. And I was like, I don't know what's happening here. Yeah. Oh. And that's when they were like telling him like, uh, what like, um, because homeboy from fucking uh, Doctor Strange, he was Wong. like, he was like, hey, like get ready for some for some adventures. Yeah. So that's I'm like, what's supposed to happen? Like, what was the significance? What are they talking about? His so, the rings. Yeah. Um, excuse, yeah, excuse me. Uh, the rings, because apparently, like, for the movies, they're going a little different route. They're they're making a real like history of these rings because obviously they're not the original actual magic rings. So mm-hmm. obviously, it has its own creative path that they're going to go with with these ten rings that this mandarin has yes mm-hmm. completely different from the comic book version of the mandarin comic book version of Ma- mandarin rings are almost like the um rings from um Pla- captain planet <laughs> literally, literally, they're almost yeah. like they have like one that has Heart. earth one that has wind one that has fire and they all do different things whereas the, the movie obviously you just didn't have that so dumb <laughs> But that's kind of what it is. He's kind of like this mystical thing, and, and when you put them together, whereas like in Captain Planet, when in Captain Planet, it sounds lame and stupid. Yeah. With the Mandarin in the comic books, he's like very vicious and violent, and he's scary because he he can control the elements, control the elements as well as he has a whole bunch of money and he can have these armies. And whereas Tony Stark was always the kind of the guy who believes in science. Mm-hmm. The Mandarin was the guy who was like, nah, I'm about this magic life. I'm about these dragons and all this other crazy shit. Bing, fang, foom. Exactly. <laughs> we couldn't we could have fang, foom in this, this 2021, almost right. 2022. You can't have fang, fang, foom yeah, in hey, your it, movie. It, it ain't 2001 when the <laughs> Y was written. Relax. Yeah. Look, you're saying yeah. the R word like every third panel. Yeah. <laughs> Chill. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're they're really you know what going back to why when I was reading it, like verbally, it's extremely problematic. I was like, this book would never fly today. And it's not even like they're saying it, it's not like they're being like extremely transphobic or they're being like ableist or anything like that. It's just you can tell how the dialogue then was just like we just said shit. You know, like there was no like thought about how people felt or were represented they were just like they were they were just saying it i was like man you guys are you guys are really doing it but uh yeah the shang chi i it was funny it was like good action um yeah that like that like fucking that monster battle was great um i did start cracking up because i was like that had to be a little homage to never never ending story when they were riding the back <laughs> of that fucking dragon i was mm-hmm. like I've seen this. <laughs> so does, but like, does he hook up with Aquafina or what? So they, they left it. They left it vague. Yeah. Like, is that a little snuggle, a friendly snuggle, or a, oh, we about to get down? Right. And I get, I kind of get why you leave stuff like that vague because just in case. Yeah. But I, I also don't think Asian people get enough love stories in Hollywood, so why not let that be a right. love story? You feel me? Yeah. Exactly. So, I, w- I, w- I I hope that, that that ends up, you know, leaning love story away. But it's okay if it ends up being friendship because friendships are, are real and that's true and, that's, and you true. need them as well. And, and, you know, maybe he does want, like, a woman with not whack teeth. So. <laughs> <laughs> <Good point. laughs> 
I'm Solid just, point. He's like, let me see what these rings do on that grill. Hit <laughs> 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 it with some veneers, you know? <laughs> Is it porcelain oh element? <laughs> 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 so it was, it was fun. I enjoyed it. Like that. All in all, it it was a, a good show. And then um, I mean, to just keep the show trend going. Any of you guys watching uh Midnight Mass? I, I watched the to. first episode and I couldn't I didn't get through the rest of it because I was trying to watch catch up with Castlevania, which I did. Oh and, man, um, Castlevania so good. Really good, really good. And I at the last episode of season one of Cowboy Bebop. Okay, so I uh I haven't watched any of the Cowboy Bebop yet. That's still on my list. I know Mike and I were talking about it recently. Uh, Midnight Mass, it took about two episodes for it to finally, like, it. the first two episodes took way too long. You I know what? Like, you I'm wrong. Shit. I'm on, like, episode three or four or something like that. Uh-huh. Okay. I remember the big plot thing happened. I don't know if you want to spoil that, but, hmm. yeah. When you yeah. find out what the hell is actually going on. Yes. <clears throat> that happened. You find That's when that? I stopped watching so maybe it's like four episodes it takes. Once you find that out, the fucking show takes off. Yeah, then that's why crazy. I stopped that. Yeah, that's where it gets really, really good. Um, but yeah, those first, I was just kind of watching it because it wasn't shit else to watch. And so I was like, well, whatever, whatever. And But now it's like really taking off. But uh, Cowboy Bebop, what do, you, what do you think of that since you're almost done with the season? Um, I like it's it. It's just a live action, right? Yeah, I like it. If you like the cartoon, you'll probably like the show. It's, yeah. it's silly. It's really silly. They, the way they did it, especially in the early episodes, it feels very anime-like for a show. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's a good thing or not. Because like even though like the fight scenes scenes feel really choreographed, almost like in an anime type of way. So it's like, ah, I don't know if I like this. But as the show goes on, it gets better. And I like the characters. The characters act very much like their anime counterparts. The story's solid. I, I'm enjoying it a lot. I know Dev likes it a lot as well. He 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 woke up telling me like, "Hey, you need to finish it up." So I'm on the last episode. I'm enjoying it. It's a really good show. I hope they they're both likely gonna get a season two. But it, mm-hmm. it's it's yeah. dope. If you don't want to watch the anime because you maybe you don't have time because it's only one season of anime. It's like it's like seventy four episodes, something like that, right? What is it? Yeah, like twenty six, twenty seven okay. episodes, yeah. something like that. <clears throat> This is kind of feels like a good constellation. Like, hey, I don't have all this time to watch all the episodes of the anime, but I want to watch Cowboy Bebop so I can watch the show. And you'll get a good feel of it there. So did I, I you, like it. Did you watch the anime, Delvin? Yes, I own the anime. I own it on oh, Blu-ray. Because I I think I asked Dev as well. That's where uh, does Cowboy Bebop's live action do basically what uh, how I feel about Why the Last Man? You rather you've seen the season of anime, so you kind of give it. It's you give it kind of a creative, like all right. I'll let that slide. Kind of like how T said about Wheel of Time. You know, yeah, he he gave it. He he says he's like I hate this, but I'm still gonna watch it. Yeah. But the idea of, you know, what I mean, did you give? Are you giving Cowboy Bebop slack because you've seen the anime? Because I'm going in it as a uh, kind of a a new person. I've never seen the full season of the anime and I'm only in four episodes in. It's fine. I, I don't I think- like that. It's different from the anime because too often shows try to either get too close to being like the anime and they mess it up or they stray too different from the anime and it becomes horrible. A la death note. 
<laughs> so I, I like when you kind of walk that thin line when you're just close enough where you yeah. can tell is okay, this is Cowboy Bebop, but make things just different so it keeps you on your toes. So and that's a hard line to walk because I think no matter what, you're gonna you're gonna trigger the fans. I, and like are you saying, it's you're either too close or you're too far. Like you can't yeah. get too creative, but they also want something new, but they want it to be exactly the same. Also, so like you can't make that. And one I know problem, the issue with like the the characters being of like different ethnicities and people being yeah. like, oh, this is just like fucking. And, uh, and, and that's what I want to touch yeah. on. Yeah. One of the things you have to realize with anime is you can't get everything white right with anime because it's so many different levels and it's so many levels of ridiculousness to it. In terms of like, hey, how do I describe this properly? There's a lot of anime shows that have American characters. And they say they're American, but they're voiced by Japanese people. Or they have characters. Like Attack on Titans is the perfect example of that. Attack on Titans cast is, in terms of the anime, it's multicultural. They have people from Germany. They have people from the U.S. They have people from Japan. They have people from all kinds of cultures. So... Translating that to a TV show doesn't work as well because a lot of these people who are doing it are most of these shows are getting made in Japan with nothing but Japanese people. So they're like, okay, yeah, we know we're supposed to have this black character on the on the who's in the cartoon show in the anime, but we don't have any black people in Japan, so we're gonna just get this other character be this character, and it kind of loses translation. And I feel like Cowboy Bebop. Doesn't suffer from that, but they solved the problem very well in terms of like, okay, they have characters who are some are Asian, some are not Asian, and the way they play it off, it work, it works for the show. It just feel, it doesn't feel like you're in Japan. It feels like you're just in. I kind of like this. I don't want to say Japan. It feels like you're in this kind of. Well, it could be anywhere. And that's what I was just about to say is that, like, watch, having watched the anime, it feels timeless. Like, it's yes. not in a specific period. And exactly. it's not in a specific region or culture. It's, that's it's, what... it's just, it just exists. So, and even with the sort of ethnicity of the characters, it's like, is that a dark Asian guy? Is it a black guy? Like, what is this? Like, there's sort of ambiguity in what the characters appear to be. Exactly. You know? And that's where it works for Cowboy Bebop. I was going to say to help Delvin with, for example, with, with the show, their episode two or no, episode one, you get to go to New Tijuana mm-hmm. because obviously it's on a, I think it's on an asteroid, you know, out in space. Yeah. And there's moments when you're, you see uh, the kid, Sp- I want to say Spike, he's walking down the street and it's very multicultural, even though, granted, they do do that a hint of the yellow hue because it's in new Tijuana for the mm. camera film. Oh, hint, just a hint. <laughs> nothing, nothing like, not like far cry dark, <laughs> but just, you know, just a hint, just so you know that you're in Tijuana, but uh, you know, it's very multicultural and it feels, it feels fine. Like I was not trying to give it shit. Just, you know, it yeah. feels good. And like, and also Devin's really tiptoeing the idea. Uh, the anime, co- anime fandom is very racist. <laughs> yes. Oh, sense, yeah. um, we talked about this last time. We were like homeboy from fucking a uh, Dragon Ball. We're like, Mm-mm. like that's a little too blackface, Mister Bobo. <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, the thing, because like obviously, 
for some reason we give them a, a pass because well i guess anime is made for japan we obviously export it blah 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 but still what i'm trying to say is the part of the fandom is obviously racist because obviously i see a lot of i watch tiktok a lot and i get a lot of uh, you know just all their racist cosplaying and they i feel so bad for them because they have to do these other videos showing their comments of someone just being dumb and go uh hey tajiro is not black who gives a fuck you know what i mean yeah and that does what get that gets me pissed off but also like because some of these people are doing some amazing fucking cosplays <laughs> it, it, it's mm-hmm. also funny because the name they say is an asian name like oh they're not black well he's not white either so what so what you doing? Yeah, you made you the gatekeeper in this. Relax. <laughs> that all of this, this conversation about 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 you know saying diversity and casting is why another reason I am pushing forward with the Wheel of Time series. That cast has got a rainbow coalition of people acting in it, and I That's fucking dope. love it. And I and and, and like because yes, guess what? Black people can exist in fantasy worlds. Some Game of Thrones didn't seem to think so. I think it was like two two three black people in Game of Thrones, and they were slaves. <laughs> They were slaves. God, they were, they were fucking slaves. Yeah. Oh yeah. Worm or no worm? It was it. What's his? It was. His, they was worm. It was gray worm. And gray, gray worm. Yeah. And yeah. He was also gray worm. Gray worm. And so Missandei live. Yeah. Gray worm and Missandei, and then that one brother who uh, was trying to trap uh old girl in that in that one you know in the in the in the in the vault. Yeah. You know that English that. brother? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that was that was like the total of black folk on that show. Man. Yeah. So I like on the I like in the Wheel of Time series. Uh, three of the main characters are are are, are black people, or no, say two at least, and one of them is brown of some sort. I'll just go with that. Don't want to make any assumptions. And then like everybody they meet out in the world, it's a different shades and characters of people, and I'm like I fuck with it. all the way up, man. So that's yeah. like I said, diversity in casting matters. Diversity in fantasy casting super matters because black people fuck with fantasy shit too. Come on, yeah. bro, big time. Yeah. You know I want to talk about like. This is a, I wasn't even thinking about talking about this, but this makes me think of something that I actually heard on the PSVG conversation in, in talking about <clears throat> a few episodes back. <laughs> I'll say what I say, Mike. Don't give me those faces. Um, Forza Horizon really like they shit the bed when they had a fucking the whole the game is beautiful, right? Where does it take place? Mexico. Mexico. Why is the main character who speaks not like of Latin descent? You fucked up. Like, so basically, use the setting and you said we're just going to like culture appropriate. We're just only Mexico by name. Yeah, just Mexico by name. This is an opportunity to allow that because, like, in that episode, like, uh, Delvin and Donnie were talking about, or Delvin and Devin were talking about, like, I want to build a character that looks like me. And you have all these character builder options, except it's still darker versions of white hair. <laughs> you know darker I mean? versions of white people. Right. Because white people would tan. still not. And it's like, I know Donnie wasn't getting the understanding of, like, the significance of representation. Because every game has a white guy. For the most part. So if you've always been represented, you don't know what not being represented is like because it's always been there. So it's fucking normal. But for me, knowing like I was really hyped on Forza and it's a fun game. 
I was like, this is going to be fucking tight because I've been to Mexico. Like I've seen the rural areas. Like this is going to be awesome. Just to even have some of my like heritage represented is an amazing thing. And then when this motherfucker came out with some type of UK ass accent, I was like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. And it's not that I needed him to be sounding like fucking Speedy Gonzalez either, but it's like, just give him some Latin flair, you know, like do something about it. All of a sudden I got to be this dude that I'm pretty sure is maybe like some type of Pakistani or something like you fucked up. That was, that was a huge misstep. You didn't represent me because there are very few opportunities that I see where a Latino, some type of Latin X, Latin A, Chicano, whatever, whatever you, you choose under the banner. Not a lot of us taking the lead in, in, you know, being the racer, being, being the front guy. We're the villain. We're the drug dealer. We're, uh, you know, the, the, the good guy from the bad neighborhood, you know? So it's just like, but to just be a regular ass dude, I know that sounds boring. I don't get to be a regular dude in culture. It, it matters. You know, you know over what I mean? And over and over again, so, it matters. You know, when, when people don't get why inclusion is important, it's like, this is why it's important. Because if you are that younger person, you just assume your role is to be. Culture perceives me to be a criminal, a thug, uh, a minority, a person who, you know, doesn't succeed unless someone else gives, helps me out when it's like, but we come from homes. Like we come from full families and we are doctors and we are, you know, lawyers, police officers, principals, game developers. We're there too. And I'm not just talking about, you know, of the Brown community. I'm talking black community too. Like we're there. We need to be represented properly, which flips it into as well. I'd love that there are more black and Brown game developers coming out. Because they're just like, fuck it. You ain't going to do it, so I'm going to do it. That's my soapbox. Well, I'll add to that. I want to say I appreciate Far Cry 6 because that game is right with culture. Like, I like driving around and daddy, I pick female daddy because female daddy's the best daddy. Uh It's just speaking Spanish, singing along the Spanish music in the car when the car is playing Spanish music. It doesn't give you any English stations to listen to. So you're in the car listening to Spanish music. And you're, that makes sense. That totally, so you're immersed in the environment as exactly. someone who would be in the, from that environment. Exactly. How do you feel about Giancarlo Esposito always playing Spanish people when he's not Spanish? That's interesting. I'll say you know, this. He, he, he black and Italian. Yeah. But he do he looked Dominican, mm-hmm. Cuban, you know, in that, in, that, in that range. But he ain't Latin. So That's I'm a, a huge fan of his sister. Uh, she goes by Tecla, and okay. she is an artist artist. Like I'm talking, like very creative. Had um, has put out some like uh, a couple of soulful albums. Her rap style is phenomenal. Um, she hasn't done some rap in a while, but I've heard her talk in interviews where they're like, "How? Why do you get so?" People just assumed she was um, Afro Latino, and she's like, yeah. "We're not." But she said that they do embrace it, and this is that scenario too of like but where they grew up in New York. Mm. Like they were immersed in the culture. So they're yeah. like, we just fit in. They're like, well, yeah, we're out here eating fucking uh, fried plantains. We yeah. were in the community, you know? So it's like, I can I kind of do at times give people the pass when it is like, but you grew up in it. It's kind of why I let Aquafina get away, get away with it. Cause I know a part of Queens she's from. 
Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, you probably would have, you would have sounded like that. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, it kind, it kind of, I think that's kind of why people let Fat Joe get away with what he gets away with. Yeah, because Fat Joe grew up in that environment, so you kind of like, ah, I get it. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a different gig, you know. So I think, um, and and it kind of goes, it kind of goes in all directions. You, we do take a, our environment shapes who we are, you know. So it's like, it would be ignorant to be like, oh, you probably wouldn't speak like this, but it's like. What what if I did grow up in the South or yeah. what if I did grow up in fucking Maine? I probably wouldn't talk the way I do talk because I do. Seen, <laughs> Go ahead. I've seen this TikToker. Uh, she pops up every now and again. She's a gorgeous Korean woman. No, I'm not saying she's gorgeous because she's Korean, but we're making a point here. Are you talking about the one who has the wild, like husky New York accent and hangs off of like. No, 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 no. This is, whereas, this, whereas this woman has a wild ass Southern accent because she grew up in, I want to say like one of the Carolinas. Mm-hmm. And so next time I see you, I'll, 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 I'll shoot it over to you. But but yeah. it's hilarious because it's like, you know what I'm she's super, super like Korean. You know what I'm saying? Let's just be mm-hmm. real. But she talked with such a thick ass Southern accent. It's, it's pretty our, great it, to me. It's man. our own like biases or constructs yeah. that we grew up with. We're just like, you should sound a certain way or whatever. And then when it's not that, it's like, what yeah. the fuck? If you watch old Aziz Ansari, when he like kind of just out of South Carolina, he got oh, a little bit of twang too. His shit was yeah. deep in it. <laughs> so I, I, I chuckle at all these dudes. Because like, like, his, his brother too, who um, I think he's like a painter. Yeah. He's Aziz. And his brother has a, a name similar to yeah. him. Like, uh, Anyways, that dude in interviews, if you thought Aziz like, had a Southern accent, his brother is country as fuck like <laughs> it's like it's really weird um but so anyways i digress on all that just uh you know i think it's good like going back to shang chi um getting to see you know the asian community highlighted in a yeah. positive way you know they weren't out here just fucking you know serving bowls of rice type of like typical shit where it's like the women are in the like uh block sandals and the guys like hyper aggressively speaking it was like they were just treated like normal people you know so i thought that was that was a really really good move um because it's just nice for communities to be seen so even though that's not my community and my culture it does sort of like get me excited because i'm like yay they get to get seen too like this is fucking great you know so that's nice I don't know about white people. They'd be tripping. What do you think about white people tripping, Mike? <laughs> Fuck them. <laughs> oh, but, you know, but I do, back to Sean Shea, I do think, I I thought it was mid, but I think I agree with you're saying about, it's cool what you're saying about the culture, but they did do majority of that movie of them in the house that looks like T's background. <laughs> kind of was. On top of a though. mountain. Yes. <laughs> and then they had to go to a fantasy realm where people are living in houses like T's background, protecting us from a hole with a, you know, a, a plug on it. But you know yeah. what I'm saying? But the idea of like the representation, but again, they also did the safe route. Hey, we're going to throw a dragon next yeah. to these Chinese people. Well, the- we're also going to have them in a fantasy Kung Fu world. Is that cool? Everyone cool? Okay. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> let, me, let me clarify. I want to make sure. I feel like the dragon was supposed to be Fing Fang Fu. No, they just they just it didn't was, want to say it. It was just a it was one of their guardians. It was just a straight up dragon, a Chinese dragon guardian. Mm-hmm. Bing Fang Foom, if they're going to go by canon, is high up in space with the Guardians of the Galaxy. Game. Yes, 
but uh no it's just a a guardian and then uh no and i do want to say though i do think it's funny that new york has been probably thanks to side talk has been getting a giving a plethora of racist passes to be yeah. mingling <laughs> into the the true melting pot of america which i love granted like you know chalfie said about the i think her name was truck girl because she mm-hmm. just sat in the back of the truck sounding you know sound like she could be the one of the you know help uh pop smoke you know rap with some yeah. spots yeah, she was out. Her that bitch was out rugged outside. <laughs> yeah, she really was. She was. She was. She was calling out Joe Byron. Because <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you gotta look. I don't know who she is on TikTok, but I'm sure if you just did like Asian garbage truck girl, you'd probably find her. Her voice garbage is, truck girl. is is like husky, husky. Where I'm like, oh, you drink like or you smoke like camels, no filter. You just yeah. going to the face. Straight uh, mentos. Yeah, right. Newports. Newports. Camel crush where she has to snap the little bead inside. <laughs> <laughs> She's really doing her thing. But um, I do want to transition real quick. You know, we uh, recently just celebrated Thanksgiving. So I just want to know, how did you, how was your guys' Thanksgiving? What did you guys do? What was the cooked. highlight dish? I cooked, I cooked everything that was on. If y'all saw the picture on my IG, mm-hmm. everything on that table, everything I made. And I felt pretty good about that. And uh, for the first the time ever, where you were like, man, I went off. I'm about to say, for the first time ever, I, 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 I tried my hand at green bean casserole, but I, 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 I hooked it up and I, you know, I, I fixed it up, mm-hmm. which means I seasoned it. And, uh, and I used, and I used fresh green beans and I cut up some mushrooms and I used that instead of just, you know what I'm saying? The straight up mushroom, cream mushroom soup. I was about to say, you just didn't do like a bag of green beans and cream mushroom soup and put some nah. fucking, uh, crumbs on top. Nah, your man's got in there and put in that work, and uh, that shit was hitting. Yeah. I was very, I was like, oh, okay. This is what we could have been doing? Did it slap? Uh, yeah, no, 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 no. Music slaps. Food <laughs> smacks. Food <laughs> smacks. You got to remember that. I'm telling you, I got too many friends from the eight, from, from the yay area who would get at me hard if I was just like saying some shit slaps. Music slaps. Food <laughs> smacks. Remember that. That's, That's why the I Bay said. Area. That's the Bay Area. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> Let's put respect on a on a language because they came through with that. <laughs> and yeah, the motherfuckers were smacking it hard, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, you, you did the damn thing. So while you're uh, cooking, what's everyone else doing? Uh, Jeff, my children, were, my, my children were in Disney. Remember? Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. They got back the day before Thanksgiving, and uh, and, and they got in a little bit early. So, but they were in Disney all that week before, so I had the house and the kitchen pretty much. You know what I'm saying? My partner was here, but you know what I'm saying? I, I like to I like to hold it down and cook. That's yeah, why. Yeah, yeah. I, that, like I said, I don't really celebrate Thanksgiving per se. Yeah, because you know we stole this land. Yeah, so we live on stolen land. Oh, I didn't. But I, we, we, we didn't steal it. We didn't steal it. I corrected. I corrected. I corrected. My family's been here since the beginning. California <laughs> through and through. Don't play. It's, and so, and so, uh, uh, I, I, I more celebrate. I got a day off to feed my family, uh, you know, feast style, mm-hmm. and that's what I did. Had a good time at it, man. Everything turned out really well. I was, I was very happy with the results. Now, I need an update because I heard this on Skim. Uh, for those of you who don't know, and maybe you haven't caught on, but it's been mentioned. T's also got another podca- podcast called "Stays Crunchy and Milk," um, where he's got his homeboys out in the uh, Ohio area, and they're a great conversation too. You mentioned that your son's homeboy broke the rear window on his car. <laughs> yeah, I heard can you, that. Can you give a yeah. little bit on that? And I need to know, did that fool pay for it yet? 
Yeah. I, I, we, we have not gotten the fix yet, but that's okay. They went to Florida and then it was all, you know, the holiday and so forth. Mm-hmm. So, so I have not, it's actually tomorrow. My intention is to make, make a phone call and get some stuff, uh, get some stuff in order. Uh, my kid drives an old ass Volvo, some 98 uh, Volvo V70 wagon. It's got a little spoiler on the top of it. It's kind of, you know, whatever. Ancient. And every, every, every fucking repair we've had to make costs an arm and a leg because it's still a fun, fucking European car. And when I imagine it, it's, it's a square. Yeah. Right. Okay. And so I guess his buddy uh, sat on the window, either on the top or at the bottom. And in, in a way that that old ass car, it flexed in a way that mm-hmm. the glass just, you know, it's that shatter guy. You know what I'm saying? So it just rains in the Because I need to know how big is this friend? Is it a big boy? Uh, yeah, Miles a big boy. Okay, okay. I'm mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. numbers. I'm just saying. No, no, I'm not hey, saying he like hey. a heavyweight or anything like that. There, but he he is a, is a, is a tall a tall big body kid. You know what I'm saying? Man of stature. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm like, yeah. you need metal flex to pop glass. Oh, you ain't no featherweight. <laughs> My son yeah. didn't do it. That was like 85 pounds wet. <laughs> but then, like, so like uh, the Sunday after it happened, I'm at Vanessa's uh, 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 sister's house for her kid's birthday, and her old man's over there. And he's like, oh, yeah, her, uh, uh, Vanessa's niece had her window got broken, b- broken the, uh, at school, just like Xander's at school. And he said, I hit these people up, I hit these people up, and then I hit this spot up. And they was like, oh, it's like half of what you, these other motherfuckers are saying. So I got a, call, I got a phone number. Oh, I got nice. a spot I want to hit up. And apparently they just will come out to the house and fix it. Yeah. And so I'm like, okay, well, if that's the case, I just need to sit and do it. It's just been, it's been crazy. So. Yeah. Cause that yeah. shit was funny when you said that that kid was like, I'll pay for it. You're like, damn right. You will. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not. So like, I mean, if you don't know a, a year ago around this time, so right around Thanksgiving after just getting my car back, my, my son crashed my car in like uh beginning of October last year. Right. Mm-hmm. My first new car ever. It was, a, it was a 2018 Honda Fit. Crashed it, but didn't total it. And mm-hmm. so they fixed it and they got it back to me. And I was like, dope. 10 days later, day before Thanksgiving, I'm pulling out a parking spot in the Target. And this motherfucker in a Jeep smacked into that damn Honda Fit at such a force that he totaled that car out. <laughs> what was the so, car's name? That one had a name, right? Uh, yeah, that was Megatron. Let's make sure. Yeah, yeah. And, I love uh, that Honda Fit was named Megatron. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, so, but, but that that accident, those two accidents in real short order, my insurance is wild expensive, man. Mm-hmm. So I'm like not trying to make another claim and have my shit go up even harder. And I'm like, uh, bro, you said you're gonna pay for it. You seem to think you can pay for it. That's cool. Yeah. So I'm like, all right. <laughs> nice. How about you, Mike? Yeah. How was your Thanksgiving? Um, since, um, chef Dank my, came through. Yeah. Chef Dank came through. We, um, what is it? Also my family, technically we, we just celebrate Turkey day since obviously my, uh, my girl's native American. Yeah. <laughs> <There> you, go. <laughs> <laughs> so, you gotta go easy there. You're like, mm. so we're just I having made, dinner. <laughs> we, we had, yeah, had a Turkey day and then, uh, uh, we, you know, it all hit. I think it all went good. I mean, granted, it was just, I like it because it was just us. It was just everyone who's in this house right now. It, it wasn't, you know, nobody else comes over and visits and all that shit. So, yeah, I do good. the same thing. I it's I keep Thanksgiving to my chest. I keep it to myself. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, I have to go do Christmas and so forth. There are all the other ones elsewhere. But Thanksgiving mm-hmm. is one I just, it's us and only us. If my homeboy needed a place to eat, I would, like, I would certainly have him over. But mm-hmm. I keep that one tight myself. I agree with that wholeheartedly. 
And I think it is something, there's something to be said that like, I think a commonality between like all of us in general is just trying to be present people in our families, you know, be there for our kids, be there for our partners type of shit. Uh, Delvin really trying to be there for his partner. And we'll get into that soon because someone just went to Dubai for a second time. But uh, (laughs) um, must be nice. (laughs) (laughs) You're wild, dude. I don't know. Um, But I think that with that, it's like it's nice to be able to like provide for our families, to give to our families, and just know like uh, I made this good meal for you. You know, like I'm providing this for you. You guys just sit down and enjoy yourselves. But I put this together. And just be in your own home instead of like fucking with like parents, grandparents, you know, aunts and uncles and shit and all the drama they bring because everyone wants to critique your life. And it's like, I just wanted to like sit and eat type of shit. So I think that's a good thing. Now, Mike, on your meals, though, what was the one for you where you were like, man, I I fucking did my thing. Like, this was delicious. Oh, um, honestly, probably nothing too crazy i mean i think i'd do a good turkey for a white guy oh i'll right. say that you know you uh you brine it it was what wet do you do? mine uh we don't i don't brine mine i should but mm-hmm. also i live in an alternate universe where they actually like like the more dry shit. i'm like why are you guys crazy what? I like i like yeah exactly <laughs> but so but i do you know i stuff it i i stuff the the breast with all the butter and i make a fucking little packet of butter and put Ooh. like garlic time like all the sh- all the mm-hmm. shit shove that baby in, under the skin onto the meat and i do it again i coat the whole fucking top with butter too and do the whole shit again no one even, even eats the skin besides me so i was you know what i mean so they're missing out Skin's they're missing and i'm the only one that eats dark meat in there too so you know it's all me for, like meat for, racist right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they call it dark meat still all part of the bird man see <laughs> That's what they want you to believe. <laughs> <laughs> but no, we just did more tra- like that's the day that we're like, okay, good. Now we're actually gonna like I like doing uh <laughs> I make a green bean casserole and I get like the actual pie sheet. So like it gets it's like this thick of it looks like a fucking and then I just fucking layer that bitch, put some I put French's onions in the thing and then I put another coat on top of it. So mm. there's onions inside the whole thing. It, yeah, I like. I, that. I did. I did that too, and my it partner smacks. didn't like it. Kicker. She's like no. the onions. The Kicker onions is too much. She don't. She, so she don't like onions, but uh-huh. she eat the French fried onions. But yeah. she said it was too, because the, the basically the onions sitting there soaking up all the you know the moisture. Basically, yeah. take them back to onion. And she's like, I don't like it. And I'm like, that's cool because I am fucking with these. These are tasty. Yeah, man, this sounds delicious. You're telling me these little crispy ass onions soaked up some flavors too. Yeah, mm. I'm with that. That sounds delicious. She could sit at the kid table next time. You know what? Yeah, you go right. sit over there. I'm going to enjoy it right here. Right. I know you got a basement in the crib. <laughs> <laughs> now, do you guys, uh, do you do the, the hot and ready rolls? Do you do the Hawaiian rolls? Do you make your roll? Like what type of bread do you serve in too? Because I feel uh, like sweet, that's key. Sweet. The, 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 the Hawaiian sweet rolls is my shit. All right. All right. Just butter, butter, butter them holes until they just dumb. I, I I'm not I am I have not made my own rolls, but I bet you if I could you know what I'm saying make some nice little yeast rolls, they probably would be hidden. Mm-hmm. Maybe for Christmas. Maybe I'll maybe I'll pull that pull that out of my hat. Ooh, let me tell you though, I do have a very good um bacon date scone recipe that is out of this world. 
What's the problem with that recipe for your boy T? What's that? What's the problem with, with that recipe for your boy T? Ah, bacon. I do, I do want to touch base with that too. Cause I do listen to skim a little bit and I do. Um, I got mad at you and your friend. Uh, I want to say his name's Anthony Yeah. because you guys are too good of fathers. And when I heard him say he was going to make a recipe book for his kid, I'm like, yeah. you guys are sons of bitches of stepping it up. <laughs> Anthony also, Anthony does also sound like he's part of like the garbage pan pale kids with fat albert for some reason i'm not trying to say anything bad but like he has a really he has that that uh accent that's a little bit like you sound like munch mouth a little bit like oh, what's yeah. going on uh, no, he does have a, the he, garbage pale kids not, not with fat albert I, at all is it, is it the track what is it, 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 it it's fat albert and the and the, and the, and the junkyard gang yeah I'm like, what are you trying? You trying to mix genres here? Like, what are you trying to say? I meant, you know, I'm at the junkyard gang because he does sound a little bit like Munchmouth, and I, you yeah. know, and I hate that he actually is too good of a father. Yeah, you you see his Instagram? You know, I agree with you. You know what? Hey, and listen to this episode. T, put him on. About to talk some shit. Not because you're a bad person, but because you're too good of a person. You're fucking up the yeah. curve, man. Let me just yeah. tell you. I see your Instagram. You got these beautiful sneakers. You got these beautiful sons. You're out here taking these picturesque photos of your family together. You're out here at the museum. You're at the park out here dadding it up. You know what? Stop it. You're doing the too fuck much. is wrong with you. You're doing too much. Be a you know shittier what? dad. Right. Exactly. <laughs> you know what? If you're going to do pictures, you get one a week. That's it. That's the quota. Hey, no filters. Just raw. <laughs> yes. And, and poorly angled. You put too much so, effort in. When he said that he was going to make a cookbook for his son, I was like, but that's a good opportunity for us to make a cookbook as a show. And like then I started immediately researching it. And like they got, you know, there's, there's like little presses that'll do just like, like a small run. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I could probably get like 25 books printed up and mm-hmm. just do a dope little cookbook or, you know, a mediocre cookbook. Yeah. So if I do it, might, I might do a skim cookbook. It's just, it's, we'll see what 2022 brings. I'm hyped with All that right. shit. So I saw, do, I saw a TikTok ad that you could literally make a storybook of your life and like you get it for like, like it was like, um, go give it to your grandmother. So they have a fucking storybook of their own fucking life, like that idea. I'm like, God, Wait, did they sell it like that and give it to your fucking grandmother? <laughs> 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 yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tell that bitch read this. Hey, you remember your life? No, you don't, because you got dementia. Here's your book. That's how Mike made it sound, man. I was like, well, you're cold. He's like, Charlie treats his grandma like he he keeps Christmas lights on, so she keeps making this uh, banging fucking like you know peanut brittle he likes. He puts Christmas lights in her house. It's still Christmas time, grandma. She has dementia. He's like, this guy keep making it, please. Yeah, right. That's gonna stop. Hey, she thinks every day is December thirteenth. I don't give a shit. Ain't my problem. I'm still out here living. Anyways, point of this conversation and relax. <laughs> T, let him know. <laughs> Do it too much. Making us look bad out here. <laughs> Fucking it up for all us mediocre dads. Right, Fuck exactly, exactly. God damn. But uh, let's, uh, <laughs> let's, I don't need to give Delvin some time to shine. Delvin, what is new with you, my friend? Well, I'm not getting all of the whole details of that shit. <laughs> That's a so tell me topic. I, yeah, I already told you, motherfuckers. Y'all gotta pay to hear these full stories, but hey, but didn't you get a switch OLED? Yeah, I got a switch OLED. Oh, props. Yeah, why don't you ask him how? Uh, okay. Uh, How'd you get a switch OLED? Oh, it was brought back to me from Dubai from my ex. Why she brought me a switch OLED. So you gotta Dubai That's right. switch OLED? 
Yeah. Is it, it is it like beef or something? Do I need to be worried? Why is this a bad thing? Oh, because you went to Dubai. Me, you'll find out. Yeah. Is she not supposed to be kicking into Dubai? Is she no. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, it, it, I, I, I get into the full details of this story. I can't. I'm not. Even, I'm not. I'm even asking you for the, the deep, the detail. But in short, she went to Dubai. She came back from Dubai That's with this OLED. switch OLED for me, which I was grateful for. Yeah, with the funny Dubai ports. What is different between it? Because I know, like, when you got the video game last time, like the cover would look like a variant. The, is the, the switch any different? Yeah, the, the switch is exactly the same. Only difference is the plug. Mm-hmm. The plug, because Dubai is another country, and they have those funny ass outlets. Mm-hmm. The plug is the outlet from Dubai. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Is yeah. it like the European plug? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I think look, it looks different. It's like it's it's just weird looking. Can't even describe it. Yeah, because like <clears throat> you go to like you see like the international plugs, and those shits look like. Tetris pieces. Yeah, that's exactly how it looks. I'm like, what am I supposed to do with this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so did you buy an adapter or what? I had I took the one from my old switch. And yeah, used it, that they work, yeah, it works just fine. So hmm. it, it's still fine. I traded in my old switch at GameStop. I was good with that. Dang. Did you get it, a card with it too? Oh yeah, that's just an English plug. Yeah. It's a type G plug. I had to go, I had to see. I was like, yeah, oh, you're like, I need to know. You're like, where does this look? It look like Sanskrit? <laughs> yeah. Did you, get, uh, did you get like a Christmas card saying "Happy Merry Christmas, Mister Delvin"? No, I, I didn't get that. Oh, like I said, so tell me. I'm not telling that shit on here. <laughs> but, but um, I I traded it my arm. <laughs> did it cost her an arm or a hole for this goddamn switch? So so tell me. I tell you, I'm not telling these stories on here. You're wow. not for the trick. You're not for the trick me in it. No no no. <laughs> It's behind a paywall, baby. <laughs> yeah, I can't. I cannot tell these details of these stories on here. I will tell you this: the, the switch only only thing she brought back from fucking Dubai. What else? Did she bring the um, Omarion variant. Omarion. <laughs> <laughs> so I go pick her up from the airport, right? And I'm I, I'm waiting for her stuff. She comes in the car. She's in the car coughing and shit. Like, why are you coughing? Like, yo, stay the fuck away from me. You coughing and all that shit. I'm dead ass. Shit. Ah, I'm okay. I ain't got COVID or nothing like that. I don't give a fuck what you got. Yeah. I don't want to catch it. Clearly, yeah, you sure. got something, whatever yeah. it is. She said, I think I got sick off the plane. I'm like, well, you should have kept that shit right there. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm not going to get, uh, you being ridiculous. You're not going to get sick. And anytime somebody say that shit, you know you're going to get fucking sick. They basically just threatened you. Yeah. <laughs> I should have called the police. That's what I should have did. Had I ass arrested. Because <laughs> sure enough, the next day, here I go coughing. You got an itchy throat. Itchy throat. I'm like, oh, here go this bullshit. <laughs> she, brought you, she came through with uh, some, 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 some of that hitting that old Dubai type and, shit. And, and when she came back the day before Thanksgiving, so Thanksgiving Day, she's sick as fuck. So she can't go nowhere. So I take, thankfully, my brother was cooking on Thanksgiving. He was like, hey, he, cause he told me anyway, like, hey, bring the kids over there. We can hang out on Thanksgiving and stuff like that. So I ended up going to his house for Thanksgiving, which was cool. He, as usual, tried to get me intoxicated. Didn't work. And he was like, <laughs> this is like, a, is this a goal of his? He was like, yes. okay, this is the year. 
This is the year where he's going to get me completely wasted. So I, I drive. He, he lives far. He lives far. He lives like 30, 45 minutes away from me. So me and the kids drop to his house and stuff like that. Okay. A lot of people do remember this real quick that Delvin said 30 to 45 minutes is far because this is going to be part of my story too. Continue. Yes. So we get to his house. And as soon as we get there, he's like, hey, I got to go because I burnt the pot. I would mean to burn the pot. So he, what he was doing was he was trying to fry a turkey. And the first pot he had, he burned completely through. Whoa. And I don't know if you guys noticed this. This Thanksgiving, everything was closed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's what it like really other was. Thanksgivings. Like other Thanksgivings, certain things were closed, but you could still go out and shop. Like, you know, like when Dixie was open, grocery store, certain grocery stores was open, Walmart at a certain time was open. Target a certain time was open because of Black Friday. This year, nothing was open. Yeah. You couldn't, like, so he had to go find a pot. He had to go ask for his homeboy. Then you got a, a turkey pot. And he had to go from his homeboy's houses because nothing was open. Like, all the thing that was open around Thanksgiving this year was, like, CVS. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you didn't find a turkey pot there. Exactly. Just COVID tests. Yeah, COVID exactly. tests. Yeah, pretty just, much. You could just go get COVID tested. That's about it. So... We had to wait for him to go find a pot to come back and to go um, find his turkey. And that's how – now when he finally got the pot, I think it was like two hours just sitting there staring at the wall mm-hmm. with not shit to do because, like I said, it was just – matter of fact, because in his house they was watching Wonder Woman 84. Mm-hmm. He left when it started. Good movie. He got back when it ended. <laughs> And that Hold movie on, fucking on. sucks. Shut up. That movie's terrible. That, that movie is, is garbage. It's you fine. Know what? It's fine. No, it's it is bad. horrible. And you know what else is bad? Black Widow. Both of those are on par. Both of them, both of them are horrible. Both of them are terrible. Black Widow. No. I don't like Black Widow, so. No. no. We simply disagree. 84 okay. is not better than Black Widow. I mean, and I can tell wrong. you this for a fact because I just recently watched it. <laughs> and I sat there with my daughter because she hasn't seen Wonder Woman 84. She wanted to watch it. And the whole time she was watching, she's like, this movie is awful. Hey, See you know what, buddy? I don't trust anything your kids would say because half of them believes they should go to Dubai before Thanksgiving. Okay, no, no my kids <laughs> don't want genetics. My kids, their genetics believe kids, in some of that. Maybe no, they my didn't kids want don't to believe go, that. Their genetics did. <laughs> no. Hey, what happened? To relax. He can't be talking to black people about genetics right now. <laughs> exactly. Easy. Your Easy. genetics cause Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> Show title. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, my, my daughter watched the whole thing. She's like, this movie fucking sucks. Yeah, and it's not good. How long does it take to fry a turkey? It didn't take that long when he came back. I want to say it took him like 30 minutes. Yeah. Really? Ant yeah, fries his turkey. He uses, he uses uh, an indoor uh, countertop turkey fryer. And he's done it for the last couple of years and it works That's real scary. well. But like yeah. 30, minutes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 30, 45, yeah. yeah. And it, it was great. That's quick. It's one of the best turkeys I've tasted. It's why really you flavorful. It's why you have to make sure them hoes don't got no ice or water in them when you mm-hmm. set them in because it's, it's flash fried. Yeah. yeah, it's it's a, it's a flash fried. And, and what it is is if, if it has any ice or water in it, you hit that and that shit just pops. And then oil go flying on the flames. And then it's just like, this is chaos. Well, that's so, Mike and I were talking about this previous, like, uh, like last week or something when I was asking about how he's going to cook his turkey. And he's like, I'm not putting the fucking fryer. He's like, I've seen too many videos where those shits explode. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, those things are fucking insane. Because basically, you just made it like a Molotov cocktail, like oil bomb. 
Yeah, pretty much. And I think that's what he did before, before he had to go to the new pot. And, but he came back. That shit was good to the motherfucker. Was it? Not gonna lie. It was really good. And yeah, I don't I even have, like turkey like that. And it was like, whoa, this is really good. I've yet to have fried turkey. I need to have it, it sometime. It, it told me, like, I done brought you fried turkey before. And I go, probably you have. I just don't remember it. So, yeah. so I wouldn't mind having it again. The turkey <laughs> method is, of course, if, if y'all don't know, I'm saying, if you're not frying your bird, start your bird at a high temperature, about, about literally 500 degrees for about 30 minutes. What that does is that hit that skin. You get that nice crispy skin popping. Then you drop your oven, your temperature down you, to you 353. Yeah. Then you drop it down to 325, 350, 325, cover the turkey in like aluminum foil and a tint of aluminum foil, and then let it cook until it, uh, reach, it reaches uh, the proper internal temperature, which I think is like 165, 160, something yeah. like that. What weight are you and talking then, right now? What? What What weight? Like, uh, oh, just, just that's what, don't, don't necessarily cook your uh, turkey by weight, cook, cook the temperature. It could be any way. You know what I'm saying? I only, I only cook a turkey breast because just me and my my, my, my mm-hmm. youngest eat turkey. You know what I'm saying? So I just cook a, 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 a it was like a seven pound turkey breast for me this year. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, but still same technique. You know what I'm saying? You, I guess a bigger bird would require maybe a longer, that first uh, initial sear, that, that mm-hmm. 500 degrees. Like I said, but that's how you get, especially like you, you do my man Mike did, butter the shit out of that joint inside and out. That Basically you frying that skin at that temperature. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. then, like I said, you put the put the aluminum on it and turn it down. And you roast it at a slower temp, a lower temperature for a slower amount, a less amount of time, mm-hmm. and you get you a nice little bird that does the damn thing, man. Yeah, you know, and and a turkey breast, if it's just like a family of four, that's yeah. the move too. Yeah, like unless you're like one of those families that's like, uh, I'm just gonna say this is how Mexicans this is how we do that turkey turns into tamales and taquitos. Okay. So you know we shifted into things, but if you're just gonna be like. It's just this dinner. We don't we don't fuck with a lot of leftovers type of thing. We don't do like three weeks of like the same meal and variants. Yeah. Turkey breast is the move. It's big. It'll cover your family. You will be all right. And it kind of it's just done. It's easy to carve. It's a done deal. So try it out. Then on my end, um, finally went over to Sean's house. So we hopped in the plane last Tuesday, flew to Atlanta. He lives about like maybe 40 minutes outside of Atlanta. So we went to his little area and um, <clears throat> we had a really good time. It was really chill. Um, one of the like biggest take backs for me was like, I can't lie. I loved driving in that area because it was just it was like, out, cause it was outside of Atlanta. I'm like, yeah, what the but, hell are but, you talking about? No, but even in Atlanta, like I had no problems getting a lot of open city. roads. But it was a lot of open roads, that nice, like, light windiness. yeah. It was all that, like, stuff. Like, when you play video games and it's that those long, curvy stretches, I was like, damn, I'm out here cruising USA for real. Like, this is tight. Dark like, fucking night. I, I like that Cali has fucked up your driving mind so much that you think Atlanta got good traffic. It wasn't No bad. one thinks that. No, but let me say this. <laughs> I guess I got really lucky, though, too, because, like, talking to Sean, he was like, when we told him, yeah, we should be there in about 40 minutes, he's like, no, you guys are in Atlanta. You'd be like over an hour. We were 40 minutes. Nice. It was wide open, but they said that they had been hearing that a lot of people were leaving Atlanta. Because ah. I guess similar to LA, it's a lot of people not from the area, so a lot of people yeah. went home. And like how Delvin said, a lot of shit closed. Yeah. Like, uh, I went to a, um, I went to the Starbucks in the Kroger, which was closest to us in like the morning. I went, I went into this bitch and this fool said, 
um, the late girl goes to me, see lights are off. And I was like, Oh yeah. <laughs> and then, um, and this shit was like, mm, maybe 10 30, you know? Yeah. And so I go, yeah. And she goes, so we're closed. And I go, Oh, I thought you closed that too. She's all, yeah, we do close at two. We're probably going to close at 12. So we're not making any more coffee. And I was like, okay, but it's not 12 yet. Well, you see these lights are off. So we're closed. And I was like, okay. <laughs> like, like, so we just don't. So you're not closed, but you just going to say you close. Yeah. That's not the street. And so I was yeah. just like, okay, what time is the grocery store closed? She's like, they close at, tw- at two as well. I go, so they'll still be open for about like four more hours. She goes, yeah, they will. We ain't. And I was like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, people move different out there. They're just like, we're shutting down. We're going home. That but, sounds um, like the Waffle House of Starbucks. <laughs> oh, man. And I didn't realize we didn't eat at a Waffle House. Um, I kind of wanted to. I didn't eat at Waffle House, and I didn't eat at Bojangles. I really wanted to try those, too. Oh, yeah. um, but so what did I do? Um, I've always heard from people that the Chick-fil-A is better out there. Man, you guys are wilding. Tastes exactly the same like Chick-fil-A. I was not impressed at all. Like I was like, it's the same, um, but it was, it was, it was interesting to be out there because it was like, we went to, we, we did touristy shit. We went to the aquarium. We saw um, MLK's like birth house, um, went to the civil rights museum, took pictures by the Olympic rings. Um, Cause so we spent, t- I, I have to say like Atlanta is an amazing city. Like, especially for like the culture too. Like it was just like, damn, it was phenomenal. Like one of those places I wish I would have gone when I was like, you know, late twenties type of thing. When I was like, I want to be out here like partying in these streets, you know, a lot of really cool bars. Um, I don't know. I sent, oh yeah, I sent Skim that, that picture because up in the corner of one of the windows, it was like a ping pong bar called the church. And yeah. then it had a neon sign that said it had a glory hole. So <laughs> it's like, oh, they move different out here. You know? <laughs> did, did you go to any of the um, pecan places, places to sell pecans and stuff like that? Uh, no, I didn't see any of that. Um, really wanted to like try, like see if there were any peaches available, but it was cold out of season, you know, which even the cold wasn't too bad, but it was cold. It was like in the fifties. Now for a California person, might as well be zero. Like we <laughs> under 62, Mm-mm. Where that's when we do parkas and Uggs. Like, <laughs> is this the farthest your kids have like traveled on a plane? Uh, no, I think Hawaii's flight is a little bit longer. Oh, so okay, never mind. So I was like wondering what what did your kid, especially little G, I want to know his thoughts of that culture of like Atlanta. Okay, if he said anything. <clears throat> so my kids, they didn't care. Like in terms of like. They actually like, though they're kids and they will grumble and bitch and moan about stuff as kids do, they actually do like being in like different communities and different cultures. And they do like going to the museums. They, are, they like to be socially, politically intelligent, which is, I mean, if any, I guess if they were doing anything positive here, it's that. Um, they do like to be aware and like really see like, hey, that is different from home type of thing so for him he was like yeah this is kind of it was interesting you know like they had positive moments but as kids do though too they're like but how soon can we get back to the crib so i can just be back on my ipad type of thing (laughs) um and the flight wasn't too bad like um 
you know, we were all deviced up. You can pretty much watch full ass, like first run movies, like in the, uh, on the plane. So we were good there. Um, and, and it was pretty smooth. Like it was like no, really no big deal. Um, and then finally, eventually linked up with Sean and, um, had a, like the best, like Thanksgiving experience and meal I've ever had in my life. Nice. Um, it was just like, uh, there's a picture that I have and it's his smoker and on top is the ham and the next to the ham is the ribs. And then under the ribs is the Turkey. And so it was just all doing his thing outside. And then, um, and it was kind of like a moment type of thing. Cause it's like, we got the smoker going. It's fucking weird too, because like they have space. California is like house next to house, next to house. And there's about like four to six feet between us, you know, like, if I were to stretch out, I could like lift myself up between the two houses. They're not far and I'm not tall. They're just, we don't have space, you know? Well, it's not uh, like that. Yeah. Whereas Georgia is like, they don't have fences around their backyards. They're just like, there's the yard, fucking nature, you know? So it was like, that was really neat to just be in that like different type of environment. Um, like I said, food was phenomenal. His mother-in-law came through with a variant on a banana pudding that was super delicious because I did text him the night before, like around 1130 PM out. Cause we had been just talking and catching up and shit. And I was like, Hey, I totally forgot to ask. Is there going to be any banana pudding? And he was like, oh, yeah, I got you. He's like, my mother-in-law's coming through. Now I'm used to the banana pudding. That is like legit, like pudding texture, you know, with the wafers and the whatnot. And um, hers was like a banana pudding mousse. And uh, it was really good. And uh, I was like, man, I fucking, I hit that thing hard. Like I got to get first dibs on it. So I was happy. Um, But yeah, we had the greens, a couple of sweet potato pies. Sean made those from like scratch himself. Um, It was good. Like it was, we had delicious time. He got one of those machines. That's like a Keurig, but it's called the Bartesian. And so you put the little cocktail pod in there. And it's got like four upside down flasks that's like tequila, vodka, whiskey, and I don't remember what the other one was. My brother has that. And so then when you put the pot in, then you just boop and it just knows which like liquor to pull. And uh, that was the move, man. Cause then you didn't have to really fuck around with like mix this, mix that, spill stuff. You just like bump, 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 done. That's what he was doing. Yeah. Like a rub punch and shit. <laughs> so we had we had a great time and like i said we just uh then we got home like saturday and um like late saturday night and then um sunday was just like getting ready to like work and fucking do wash but and shout out to sean and his family um for just hosting us and i mean it is kind of weird too it's like i met this fool on the internet and i'm taking my whole family over to atlanta so there is that but um you know i'm still gonna be out here living my best life mike Cause in a couple of weeks I'll be out at C2E2 and uh, kicking it with everybody. Uh, you know, are you coming after all or not or what, man? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so look, I'm coming through. I'm coming through for just a day. I'm bringing the I'm bringing the click with me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying we're gonna come through with that Friday. You kick it that day. You know what I'm saying all day Friday, whatever, whatever. Then the next day we dip out. But the next day is like, it's all we start early. We can probably go eat breakfast tomorrow together or whatever. We can just, oh, just, just kick it, just bullshit. Yeah. It's a drive. It's a little drive. Come on, man. <laughs> you know, I can, bring, I can bring the comic that I know the one guy is going to be there. He can sign it. Yeah, you see, that's what I'm saying, man. Uh, 
did Sean show you where he buys his rap snacks and sells his dope that he, he, did. he does call he it? Did. <laughs> this motherfucker. Oh, I'm glad you said that. I was dying. He's all, hey, I got to show you something. This, and I was this, like, is okay. this is where I sell the smack. And he goes, <laughs> he's all, these are the baseball fields. Just so you know, when I'm on there, because nine times out of 10, when he is on, he's like, oh, is that the fucking fields? So he got to show, he showed me like all the baseball fields. He's like, this is where I'm at. And I was like, yeah, sure. And then was like, was it like a scene from The Wire? (laughs) (laughs) I I don't know. I've never seen The Wire. Thank you. It's not a scene. Me neither. (laughs) Yeah. Never saw that shit. Not going to watch that shit ever. Yeah, I, I, you know, I tried watching this one episode of The Wire, and I, I think I would have watched it when it was live at the time. That shit is so dated now that it was a challenge. Like, it was really, really hard. I can understand that. That, that makes sense. But, uh, I mean, anyways. Uh, so, yeah, and then he, because we did drive around town trying to get, he said there's a new flavor of Lil Boosie rap snacks. So <laughs> he was trying to find those. <laughs> uh, I, I, I want to know what this flavor was. I'm yeah. curious now. Mm. <laughs> Have y'all had rap snacks? Yeah, what? yeah, they're great. I love way them. good, right? Way yeah. better than they should have any right to be. I don't oh. know if I'll be eating little boozy new flavor. Right. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he's. I don't know if I want to support boozy and his problematic ass, but rap yeah. snacks are delicious. But also at the same time, as I'm saying this, what uh, hip hop artist isn't problematic? So there is that. Which I saw today, someone posted on our Instagram. Rap snacks also got drinks now. I, th- I think I've heard this. I think so. I know they got they have the soups. They have ramen. The ramen's what? good. Yeah. 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 yeah I, I've seen the cup of noodles. Yeah. Oh, I have not seen yeah. the wrap snacks cup of noodles. Yeah. Damn. They're pretty good. I was gonna say that's probably really delicious because they really do wrap snacks come through with the flavor. They're little bold. boozy's new flavors, just little Nas X's breath. Like <laughs> 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 yes. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the cup noodles are in, is in the chat right now if y'all want to see that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm interested. Damn, I wonder if I can get these bitches on Amazon. They have the cup of noodles at um 7-Eleven. Yeah. Oh, yeah Lil Boosie's a... Louisiana Heat Wave It Chips is his current his 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 his, his uh his jaw. Yeah. And then yeah. we got we got uh ch- creamy chicken gumbo, beef prime rib. It looks like Lil Boosie's on there is like uh, Beef prime rib, I think, is um, E40. Yeah, E40. And then it looks like uh, Master P is um, Louisiana. It's a gumbo. gumbo. Yeah, it's a gumbo. Damn. Little Baby's Ooh Wee Lemonade. That's the first rap snacks drink. Mm. <laughs> Ooh Wee. <laughs> oh, yeah, I did see the these little. Oh, no, it wasn't the Honey Cheddar ones. There was another one. Yeah, so at the Sam's Club out there, like you know, one of those bulk buy type of stores. Um, they had they sell the big box of like wrap snacks, but it was only one flavor of like some other little baby ones. I was like, damn, you guys are really about your wrap snacks out here. So um, yes, he did show me around because we did go buy liquors at the store, and he's like, This is where I went to go buy my my uh my my wrap snacks, and I was like, Yeah, god damn, he really took me on a tour. Oh, and we were sad too. So the day after Thanksgiving, I was like that would have been the Friday. I was like, listen, man. Cause then I went back to his house to eat the rest of the leftovers. And I was like, before I get into this plate, we got to go get the lemon pepper wet. And so he's like, <laughs> yeah, he's like, it's close to the house. And that bitch was close because like Delvin was saying, shit was closed on Thanksgiving. And when I found yeah. out in that very rural area, 
shit, stay closed. <laughs> Completely <laughs> so, closed, too. Yeah, like closed, closed, closed. Where I was like, oh, you didn't open for like not even an hour today. So I did leave Atlanta not having lemon pepper wet. I'm disappointed. It does give me a reason to go back. So at some point, I'll make that happen. But uh, all around, like I said, it was a it was a really good trip. Um, we had we had a really good time. Um, it was surprisingly, it was the first. I was telling my wife this. It was the first time I went like out of the state or out of Cal- Southern California in particular, where I didn't miss home. Like usually, when I leave Southern California, like I love Southern California, like to my core. Like yeah. it's it is my favorite, and. Um, and not that I was there being like, I could never go, like, I don't want to go home type of thing, but just more like, I didn't really like think about it. This was like, it was just a different feel, a different vibe. That I was like, it felt really comfortable. Um, but so it was just, it was weird. Cause then I had that moment where I was like, damn, I'm not thinking about like back home. Whereas usually I go to a place and I'm like, this is nice. I can't wait to get back to the LA area. Like I can't wait to be back in the Long Beach. Um, but even when we landed back home, I was like, you see like kind of LA skyline. And I was like, all right, I'm back home. Like this shit's tight. Um, oh, and I did wear my vans, which Sean did threaten to throw me out of the house. <laughs> He's like, dad, you really did. Come I was like, I told you I was almost bought a new pair of checker ones just to like anger him more, but you know, whatever it is, what it is. But um, you know, uh, oh, you know, I do want to add this in because uh, you know, I do like to share adventures of my son and his ridiculousness. Um, this fool said to me the other day, he's like, Hey, you know how to make beats? And I was like, I mean, kind of, I was like, I, I do like fuck around a garage band. And he's like, okay. He's like, uh, I think I want to get serious about rapping. And I said, oh, Here we go. <laughs> said, Here we go. Do you? Okay. It's okay. Same shit. My son. On. I said, talk, talk to me about it. I said, in what way? Like how? And he goes, listen, he goes, uh, I got, I have like a lot of raps and I go, what's the last time you fucking wrote a rap? I go, I've heard your raps. They're not that great. And he's like, no, I've been writing a lot. <laughs> and he's like, uh, he's like, it's, it's, and, and I, I was in, at the same time, I was kind of proud of him because he goes, I've been trying to stay out of trouble. And uh, you know, instead of like yelling at people and like fighting with people at school, I'm, I'm writing like diss raps. He's like, nice. so I got a diss rap on this kid. I got a diss rap on that kid. He's like, basically, he's turning the scenario into a rap. He's like, so you remember when I told you that day that kid said the thing to me? So then I went and I started writing like, next time you fucking say that to my fucking face, I'm up. I was like, whoa, hey, hey. You're talking about like, like I need Walmart reps. I need them shits to be clean, Donnie. Right. I, was like, <laughs> I, I appreciate the openness, son. Yeah. But like using the F word, like I always go back to um, a Christmas story when Ralphie was like, the way my dad used curse words was like, what do you say? It was like an art or like a paintbrush. <laughs> and so I'm just like, you can't be fragrant. You can't be like flagrant with these like curse words. You can't just drop them all over the place. You strategically place them. And then you're yes. like, ah, this fool knows what's up. But so he started going off and he was like, so... So he broke down a scenario and then how he went, got upset. And instead he just like wrote about it. He's all, so I got a notebook full of like diss raps. So, so this fool. I wonder how many is in there about you. 
No, I'm sure there is. I'm sure there is. <laughs> but he said, uh, Daddy he told me to go to bed. Right. <clears throat> he, Fuck he, him. He, he, he <laughs> proud though, because he said, uh, he did. Um, so I guess, you know what? Fuck Anthony on this one. Your son asked you to make beats for him because he, he, he told me he didn't want anyone else making beats for him except for me. So I was just like, I take it. I take it. That's a different type of win. Um, so I don't know if we get when the uh, Giovanni album's going to drop. Um, but just if you guys aren't familiar, um, though, that's not my son. Chicken name, Nugget Gang. Right, Chicken Nugget Gang. That's right. Giovanni spelled G-E-O like geog- geology because he is <laughs> like a precious metal of this earth. Just <laughs> what he told me. <laughs> Why is your son like this? <laughs> your son. That's him, man. That's him. <laughs> You know, not until T pointed that out, I think a few episodes back, it fucked me up because I was like, I am a fool. (laughs) (laughs) You're right. You're 100% right. That fool is me. Just out here saying wild shit. (laughs) All you can do is just laugh. So I don't know. He's about to be out here with some raps right now. So I don't know. Be ready. Right. You about to learn how to cut and shit. Can you imagine you on you're saying y'all y'all old school? That's what I'm saying. I am going to DJ school soon, so I'll be yeah. out here. Fucking man, you guys don't even I'm know. So coming this. soon, your Prez gang out here fucking touring in a neighborhood near you. Uh your local Walmart parking lots, Kroger. Bar mitzvahs. Bar mitzvahs, uh, you, you know. You know. You name it. Oh, and I, I did go. I, I did go to a Publix. I've heard so much about Publix. And did so, you get a pub sub? I didn't. We the had already had good. dinner. And I've heard so many great things about the sub and the fried chicken. Yeah. And uh, But we didn't get it, which I was like, that's another reason to go back. Because we had just had dinner. Though I did get these snickerdoodle uh, cashews. So I went to uh, I, uh, I, I went to high school in Atlanta. So I was in high school. I was, you know what I'm saying? If you know when I graduated high school, you know when, what time I was in Atlanta. And uh, you go to free God, party. I hated that town. <laughs> yeah, sounds pretty accurate. Atlanta, and I, I've said this before now, and so this is something to me repeating my own shit is this beautiful now, were black you in Atlanta, Atlanta, or were you? Yeah, I lived, I lived, in, I, I lived in the city of Atlanta. Oh, damn. I went to, I went to school in Decatur. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, Atlanta is this beautiful black island. Mm-hmm. In a terrible, terrible, angry white racist ocean yep. that is the rest of the state of Georgia, and uh, that shit scared me because I grew, I, I came up pretty uh, middle. I had a little bit of everybody around me at all times. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't have too much like, racism, uh, uh, you know, to face off with. Whereas I, when I when I got down there, it's people straight up straight defending the the, the Confederacy's right to have own mm-hmm. slave states' rights, but the Her- states' rights was to own slaves. My guy, hate not heritage, or was it heritage? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all that kind of bullshit. I left Atlanta maybe a week after I graduated high school, Mm -hmm. and never went back. I I did go back. I went back. I went back once to visit my mama, and then you moved to what you guys say is the most southern, the the, the, the northern, the northernmost uh, southern state. Correct. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I asked you. Did you go get any pecans, Because. If you go to certain places in Georgia, it can go two ways. No violence or it's a problem when you're going to get yeah. PKs. They will give you that look like you don't belong here 
and you know you don't belong there. They will tell you in so many words, and it is so uncomfortable because I did it a couple of times with my ex, and she's kind of naive when it comes to situations like that. I'm like, hey, we need to get the fuck out of here. Mm. And she's like, what are you talking about? Look at you, look at me, and look at all these people around us staring mm. at us right now. We don't belong in this area. And so if something doesn't happen to us, let's leave now. Get these fucking raggedy-ass pecans and let's go. And I'll say this. I did feel that maybe where I was was skewed because, yes, as, as T pointed out, Atlanta really is a beautiful black island. Like It really, really is. And I said this to my wife. like It kind of fucked me up a little bit. And I had a similar experience like when I went to Chicago as well is like, I told her, this is where I can see how LA copies and profits off the culture. Whereas like Atlanta was the culture. Like you could see like, no, you guys are making the moves, pushing the needle. You're bringing the style, you're bringing the fashion, you're bringing the dialogue, you're bringing the music. You guys are living in it. And then you get the LA types, the influencers, who just steal it and make money off of it and don't give back to the people who they stole from type of thing. And so that kind of like fucked me up a little. And then in, um, in the suburb where we were staying, like I didn't see very many white people. Like it was like a black suburb. So that was interesting. So I felt like my experience might have been a little skewed, you know, but I did have moments where I didn't know if someone was being, was giving me that Southern politeness mm-hmm. or that Southern polite rudeness, you know, mm-hmm. where it was just like, there was a little bit of a tone in how they said, like, thank you or have a good day or something where I was like, that sounds condescending. You know, it's just a little like, it sounded very sweet, very kind, but I was, it was also like, so get your coffee and leave, you know? Yeah. It, but yeah. it wasn't that aggressive. Where then I was like, am I tripping because I'm from out of the state? I've heard about Georgia. I've heard about the South. Is this me looking for something to be weird about? Yeah. Or was that weird? You know, I couldn't say. But um, it was a good experience. I'm glad, you, I'm, glad you, I'm glad you got to go to. I, got, I still got people down there. I, I talked to on the regular. I probably could go back to Georgia and kick with some folk if I wanted to. It's just not for me, man. I know it's mm-hmm. not. And... uh no. <laughs> <laughs> no. Delvin also was trying to, you know, he keeps seeing pecans about this shit. I'm like, he told me that when I was driving through uh, Georgia too uh, this summer, and A, Atlanta sucks. And then <laughs> that intersection of like trying to get from on like, I think it's 75 to get to there to get to Florida. Mm-hmm. Just that's where the whole ride was. Let's stop and let's go. Like we're in this fucking underbridge, yeah. Looking up at Microsoft fucking buildings and all that shit, and all, all that shit. But um, I'm like Delvin, why does Delvin want me to go to these plantation houses for a, a fucking bag of pecans? Yeah, like, I don't need to go. <laughs> That's good food. food. Uh, if you go to the right places, the Georgia pecans are fantastic. The peaches are great. Things like that are really good. But you have to be careful of the areas that I, you're in. I know, but on that 75 highway, I'm pretty confident I saw a you know a Confederate flag still waving off like an exit. Like that's oh, yeah. you know, let's go to the pecans. 
I'm like, no, yeah. we don't no, need no, 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 I'm good. I don't give a fuck I'm about no the Georgia, like the Georgia State flag used to have the Confederate flag on it. They only changed that recently. Mm-hmm. And it, and then they only changed it to the they what they okay. So basically, the Georgia State flag was one way. Then Jim Crow happened, so they made they put they put the Confederate flag on it, even though it's heritage, not hate. Mm-hmm. They did that shit with some hate. And then recently, in in recent years, it went back to the pre uh, Jim Crow flag. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that state full of goddamn good. Uh, it's that whole state, history. it's like y'all. That whole state burnt during the, <laughs> the Civil War. They want to act like, and they still act like they came out champs. Yeah, you're like, no way, man. That's not what happened. <laughs> but um, yeah, I guess to kind of to kind of bring it back all around, um, it was a good Thanksgiving. Um, yeah. You know, in general, I'm glad for the four of us. We all got to eat well. We all had a nice time. We got to spend time with our families. So that's always a huge positive. Um, you know, this is going to be our last episode for the year, but not, I know you guys got a little bit scared when I said the last episode, cause you'd be like, fuck, Mike did it again. <laughs> but, um, kind of thinking back before we get into our, what's up with that? Like, what are some of your highlights this year? What are some of your big, like, you know what, every, you know what? And I'll say this every year since the year I've been born, every year sucks. According to people, yeah, this year was hard. This year was bad. But for you guys, what do you feel was like, man, these were some highlights this year in 2021. Some of your faves might be movie, might be game, might be just something happening in your life. All right. Vince Staples album, Vince Staples. Mm-hmm. Fucking fantastic. I'm saying one of the dopest, one of the dopest this year. And uh, I was super salty that I just got, I've got my, got uh, uh, the email from him saying the vinyl got pushed back till deep. I texted you on that. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Deathloop on PlayStation 5, my game of the year. But you have to know that I have a deep abiding love for Arcane and their type of games. Those, uh, uh, what are they called? Uh, the what are they called? No, something simulations. They're called, uh, they have a specific name to them. But that type of game mm-hmm. is my shit, especially from the good people at Arcane. You know, so, so I, I really, really, that, that is, that is a tr- truly uh, my game of the year. Um, uh, I guess like my 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 little like show of the year, what I really been I fuck with. Honestly, God, I had like the best season. This been, this was the best season of Great British Bake Off <laughs> ever, hands down. It's like the finest season, the finest class of bakers I've ever seen on that show, and it was real a real delight to uh to watch. We still got to uh, record our the the last episode of the show we do about that, but that that has been that has been a delight. Yeah. If you want a, 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 a podcast of the, you know, the echelon of podcasts, Heavyweights is a Gimlet show. It's over there. It's available on Spotify. I would tell you to check out uh, Heavyweights uh, season. Of, uh, they they do it like by season. But there's this season of their podcast has been just something like, wow, it's really been something phenomenal. And uh, my favorite movie this year, I, I don't, I've had a good time every time I've gone to the movies because this is our year to start going back to the movies. Mm-hmm. You know, saying after after a, a, a long time, that was the first thing I did after uh, being considered fully vaccinated. So it's actually just been nice to go to the movies again. And uh, I think the best, the, I think the most fun I had the movies was uh, the Scott Pilgrim re-release they did early in like around March, April. Oh yeah, and they did a, it's Adobe 4K re-release, and I went, I drove down to Columbus to see it at the nice Adobe Theater. And if you don't know, it's like Columbus is like two hours from here here in Northeast Ohio, and. It was so nice to see that movie in a theater again. So I think that was my hype for for uh, in the realm of film. Television is, of course, Ted Lasso. I, I learned about and fell in love with Ted Lasso this year, season one and two, and that was my and that's my shit. 
So there you go. I've given you a little bit of everything. <laughs> no, that's a good, that's a good, that's a good, uh, uh, like sampling. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. How about you, Mike? What um, were your hits this year? My hits. Uh, well, I feel I'm more, I'm kind of proud of myself in the sense first of like, I was able to pull some, they might be not even the best biggest guys, but get some combo creators and actually do some weird like interviews for this podcast thing. It's really cool. Nice. And then I, I, uh, I got to say, you know, just, I mean, to interrupt very quickly, I, I am very proud of you for that because like you did like blaze your own trail. You didn't do it on another network. You didn't, yeah. reach out. like you didn't have other people. You did it for you. And to get these like artists and, and comic book people that are just like on your show, you know, still getting your feet under you. Like that's an accomplishment, yeah. man. And so like, I mean, just like I shout out to you for that. You did a great job. Thanks. And then uh very proud of you, by the way. Thanks. I can't I don't take uh compliments well. It's hard. <laughs> well, it's hard. That's why we're very, very proud of you, Mike. <laughs> awesome job. We love you. <laughs> you're just doing phenomenal work, brother. I'm waiting I'm waiting for someone to open up a network or something. Mm, yeah, I know, know, huh? Uh I'll talk. Music, I have a very, very low pool of music and honestly uh i actually like the donda album after right. i've been i've been listening and i don't like the donda deluxe one that just, I, I just dropped but i do like maybe it's also because i listen to the donda album in a rotation of like i'm expecting this 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 and this all fall the only perk about the deluxe version is that i don't have to hear uh that who that uh that gentleman talk about his dad getting out of prison very close to each other which happens yeah. in uh donda <laughs> twice but uh i actually and, like the deluxe better i like the deluxe better because dre 3000's uh verses on there and it's one of yeah. the finest it's one of the finest crafted dre 3000 verses ever made that's the best song it's not bad been. the rest yeah. of it is weird because of it came out after this uh kim and pete davison thing yeah. So there's an album, there's a song like him saying, like, I'm losing my family. <laughs> like, yeah. god damn. <laughs> and like, <laughs> and then now I, saw, I heard on the radio, like, he's trying to text Kim say, the world needs us back together. The cult, like, the culture needs them back together. Yes, but, we, yes we do, because we sit and see a Pete Davidson. <laughs> this is, this is white, fucking ridiculous. White boy summer's going into the wintertime, buddy. <laughs> but, um, or, um, TV, I, I learned about Ted Lasso this year too. That's and then one's kind of mixed into TV because it, it technically is their movie, but the Demon Slayer Mugen Train movie came out and it's mm-hmm. obviously I saw I saw it in the theater with my kid. Excellent. I don't even know that show, too. but it was it was it was really nice to like kick with my kid and take their friend Tim and their friend to go to, to go see it. So yeah. it was it was excellent. And then uh for movies, mine's more recent, uh that Ghostbusters Afterlife. Real good. I cried. At the end, ugly cry. Yeah. Oh, you cried too. <laughs> oh my god, it was, it was bad, dog. <laughs> it, it's it catches you. Yeah. Hey, does your uh, T, does your girl listen to this show? Do you know? No. <laughs> my girl hey. listens to my show, and she helped found that show. Hey, I'm just saying because I, I, you know, I need to pick, I need some pictures of these ugly cries. I need her to put. Oh you my up god, there. it was, bruh, it was so bad. I like, I literally had to bury my face in her shoulder. It was bad. <laughs> I I I cried there and I cried at Ted Lasso season one. Bruh, Ted Lasso season you. two had me really balling. I'm I'm halfway through season two. I just haven't like I was on a roll and then yeah. season one, 
I cried like that emotional. And then two, I just then got a little busy, but I'm like, I'm not at the part where I've heard episode eight is like the real cry session. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm not there yet. But, uh, and then for games, I'm more, ha- I'm more happy to say I found my game of the year. And granted, it, I was going to, it'll be under the indie category. If I do one, like talk about on you know, my show, but death door. I've been hearing about that. That, that Zelda like, yes. Okay. X, oh, you haven't you didn't play it on your oh, Xbox? I have not. I have not. Is you, it is it still on Game Pass? It is not because I went to go look for it the other day. Mm. It's worth it's worth twenty five bucks. It's just go buy it. They should they deserve every single penny for this game. It uh, what you play it on? PlayStation. So I'm gonna. I think it's on the Switch and it's on the Xbox. I mean, it, I might be able to. The Switch came out with the PlayStation the twenty third last week, okay. and I I. Yeah. Uh, I beat it and I'm on my second playthrough. And that's why I know I like it the most because I don't do that. I usually yeah. try to do like that completionist idea of like how uh, that the, the completionist on YouTube, he's like, yeah, I heard, you know, you have to play the game with a nerf weapon and, you know, save your trouble for one playthrough. I usually would do that. I didn't know where the umbrella was. I didn't know it was just on the main hub, but I digress. This game has so much character for and then i walked into it kind of blind when i when they saw that they announced it i'm like okay what is this this must be like a um is this like a hades is it like a like you know is it like each world is like a procedure generated no i didn't know that it is like zelda it's closer to zelda but it has the the dark souls yet like you have only you know four hit lives and then you die the best part is obviously you die but there's no like dark souls uh negatives to it you don't have to go like claim your souls or some shit okay. to get it back it's very uh it's like if you, cause you guys played you guys ever played their previous game titan souls mm. it was on the vita it was on um, ps4 and 3 i think but it was a very super hard and challenging game and i'm like oh they must have made like you know they got money now they're gonna make a bigger challenging game no it's very they must have took some credit or you know criticisms and listened to feedback they made it a lot more easier for new newcomers and then uh i think it goes into because i'm also going to do my own little thing after this but like it definitely i like the stories about like involving like that afterlife and death like your perceptions on death there's like a there's like you talk to a guy that's like a grave digger and he's talking about he wants to die but he can't die because no one can hurt him as bad but then you obviously i don't want to spoil it but you know like that shit and like you have to go get souls of people who are cracking the system who do not want to die and then you kind of hear their story and like it's there's some deep stuff in there and uh i like the i also like the cuteness of like the the crows and no, it has a very excellent, excellent game. It's a very, I, I recommend it now for a lot of people. Yeah, think- no, like I've heard a lot of people praise it. And I think you talked about it on your last episode, which got me yep. really having games with you. And like I said, I do feel like your, your opinion is, is very like authentic. It made me want to pick it up because I'm like, okay, I'll try this out. Um, especially just with like, even how you're describing it right now. So I'm definitely going to give it a try there i liked and then like the just the landscapes the it even has has minimalistic hand holding Mm -hmm. like you have to like 
you i mean granted you're doing uh some sub- simple stuff like you know you're trying to lower a gate but you have to like you know put a bunch of campfires on fire so the gate comes okay. off very typical shit mm-hmm. but then you go to another area and you start i'm like oh uh, for me i'm like oh shit i have a firepower now there's a there's a unlit campfire thing oh, look, like a surpri- you know surprise thing happens and like it just kind of does like that natural zelda feel mm-hmm. very well done nice and, and then for me as of uh how my show is um i'm going to say my top uh comic book series of this year yeah i'm gonna say it's the many deaths of leila star uh i was gonna say that one too that that one really stuck with me again it's another story of like uh death the idea of a very interesting way because uh the writer's ram v and he's um a gentleman of um i think he's from india descent Mm -hmm. and uh he does a he does interesting story just in five issues but of like the the goddess of death the she has to go up to her boss and they kind of have her like in a business center style and the boss goes you're fired why well because right now today a child is going to be born and he's going to create a way so that no one dies so you're fired and then long story short her quest is that she wants to kill this kid before he discovers how to keep people alive. And yeah. That's the most vaguest way of me to say it without spoiling it. But it's a very interesting uh, story tells that takes, takes him through the whole lifetime of this kid while she's trying yeah. to. And it's like two things are happening at once. It's her hunt for this kid. And she does have interactions with him throughout his life. But it's also with her coming to terms of not being a god anymore. Um, and like losing her her purpose, her role. Yes. So almost like her learning about who she is as a person. It's really, really good. And the art style, like it's it's nice like i I love it because it's not like your straight up traditional like look um the characters at times can be a little like elongated or the coloring can be a little bit different but it was it was really really good yeah and then like um how would i word it it's also it's only five issues but there's always a overlaying plot but Mm -hmm. you could pick up one issue read it take a you know, take a story from it of like, you know, like, a, all right, this can be a centered story. And I feel good just reading that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Granted, you won't feel good about not getting the outcome for Layla, but the idea of like, man, there's a real ending close to that chapter. Yeah. And I could be, I could walk away from it, but no, it was a very excellent read. And then uh, I think that's about it. Cause I can't, yeah. Movies already said that Ghostbusters. Yeah. yeah. No, it's a, uh, been all right besides the for me i ain't gonna lie i feel uh going back into the workforce Mm -hmm. has been it's been hit and miss just because me feeling you know (laughs) i work in a kitchen so it's not like some like fucking white collar thing but the idea of then with that non-white collar mentality of workers you got to deal with a lot of people that are those facebook uh science scientists yeah (laughs) (laughs) so like and i'm you know 
I keep my mouth shut, but also I have the complexion yeah. that they like to drop facts to me for no reason. Like, why are yeah. you telling me all this? You don't yeah. need to tell me. <laughs> I know I'm I'm white, but you don't need to tell me this either. You know, no, no. I got, <laughs> but uh, you know, just that shit, and then uh, yeah. But no, everything else about the year has been pretty okay. Like, right. especially in the you know pop culture shit, that's been always been hitting pretty well. Yeah. How about you, Delvin? What you got? Um, not much really. I think when I think of the best things of the year, I want to say the best book I read. Well, I didn't read it. I used Audible because I'm not dumb. I'm not going to read these books no more. <laughs> yeah, fuck Um, the Will Smith book was truly fascinating. I enjoyed that one a lot. Um. And just, like you said earlier, just the whole thing of hearing his voice read it to you is more like him having a conversation about his life. I thought that was really interesting. So definitely check out the Will Smith book. In terms of movies, a movie that stuck with me profoundly this past year was uh, Judas and the Black Messiah. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's a good that's one, too. So good. I, I enjoyed that movie thoroughly. And, and I, I enjoyed the story of Fred Hampton. And it, it opens your eyes to how things go when, even when you try to do the right thing especially in this climate, how bad things can come to you and how you can take somebody who... This story is fascinating because it's a juxtaposition of two different people, whether yeah. it's Fred Hampton and him trying to start the Rainbow Coalition and all the good he's doing. Then you have the other character who is trying to do good, but he's caught in this awkward situation he's where he's, he's trapped and he has to do something heinous to somebody he respects. And it's a fa- it's a fascinating story. I-, I love that movie. That movie was just great. If anyone missed it in its first go around, it's back on HBO Max. Yeah. Okay. So you can you can watch it. And it's it's a must watch. It's, I, I, I like it so phenomenal. much. I watched the HBO Max and I bought the Blu-ray of it. Nice. It's that good. Um, in terms of uh, TV shows, I like Squid Game a lot. Squid Game was one of those oh, yeah. shows that I know caught the world by fire, and I I I, I enjoyed it very much. So. Because it was just a simple story with an intricate plot that I think was pretty cool to tell at this time. It just kind of hit, and I liked it a lot. I think people should check out Squid Game, of course, mm-hmm. if you haven't checked it out already. Um, as in terms of video games, the game that kind of stuck in my head that I can think of off the top of my head was um Ratchet and Clank. And started. It's in the. I mean, it's in the PlayStation. I just I just put the disc in the other day, but I've not played it yet. Uh, I good, I good. love that game. That game, I don't want to say it's perfect because I don't think no game is perfect, but it has a lot of heart to it. And that's what I like about it a lot. The, the story of Rivet and the story of Ratchet and Clank's friendship and things like that, it's pretty cool. I, I liked it. It feels like a Pixar movie. It looks like a Pixar movie. It plays like, it's, like, like it looks. It's amazing how good that game looks. Nice. And I had a blast playing it. It's, it's the one few games I completed this year. And I would go back and easily play it. In terms of um, me, I, I want to say probably one of the career highlights of podcasts for me is just having Stan Bush on the podcast. No, mm-hmm. that was just incredible for me. Something I never thought would happen. That was there, a good conversation. You know, being a kid, listening to that song, The Touch, from my favorite movie of all time, Transformers the movie. And I remember being a kid, like loving that movie so much, recording the movie on a, on a little head cassette player and listening to that movie over and over again, not only just to like the words of the movie, but the soundtrack of the movie, then get, getting older to the point where I have like multiple versions of the movie 
and then having the chance to interview somebody who was a big part of my childhood, which was amazing. Like just sitting there talking to Stan Bush about how he wrote that song for Cobra out of all movies. <laughs> and that was a great conversation. Then, you know, I, after, after shortly after that, I interviewed a AEW wrestler, Danny Love Knight. I thought that was pretty cool. And didn't expect to do that. That was cool. Then I had the episode, episode 200. Yeah. Which... Took it right back down to like it was an RA podcast year. <laughs> <laughs> episode 200 was fantastic. The response from that episode was just amazing. Everybody with their whole opinions on the N word. <laughs> Fascinating to hear what people thought. A lot of people's eyes was open to what they should say, what they shouldn't say. Yeah. So I enjoyed that episode a lot. And one, I didn't talk about when it happened, but I'm going to talk about it now, the Halloween episode. Oh, fuck that. <laughs> I thought the Halloween episode came at the right time. Yeah, that was fun. Halloween, I yes. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't mean it like that. I mean, in terms of like, I feel like a lot of people who was on that episode, and me, for that matter, was getting burnt out. Yeah. So just sitting in a room with everybody, and just having fun, yeah, was great. No, that that definitely is true because it was like it came out of time that was like I was fucking tired, like I was really yeah. burned out, and just being able to like fuck around with friends was really nice. I mean, shout out to Los on that too because that yeah. fool was editing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And people love that episode. A lot of people say that's yeah. one of their favorite episodes. It's a long episode, three and a half hours, I think. It's a Snyder Cut a podcast, yeah. and, and people got through it, and they're like, yo, this was fantastic. I love this episode. It felt like a movie. I'm like, that means a lot to hear people say that. Man, I thought it was yeah. great. I really appreciate everybody listening to the podcast and enjoying it. Yeah. Thank Adia you. Delvin, you're, Thank you. you're an awesome. I, 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 I take compliments very well, so it doesn't bother me. <laughs> If if it was up to me, I'd give you a plane ticket to Dubai as well. You didn't have to go to where she <laughs> goes. You. But you know what I mean? I'd get you Thank one too. Thank you. Oh, I don't want to go to Dubai. You're going to West Dubai while she's over there in the east. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't want to go to no parts of Dubai. I have no interest in going anywhere out the country. Maybe really? Japan. Maybe Japan. That, that, that is a body of discussion we must have later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Somebody, somebody on TikTok told me he's a black guy who was in the uh, military police. He got his dookie blaster eaten there in Japan. He so he he says Japan's awesome. He's <laughs> like, I'm good. He's got a weird story too. He's, there I mean, there man, were so he, many levels of that right? sentence that was just wrong, <laughs> out of place. It's shocking. Yeah. All right. Fact, he's like, he got a dookie blast aid. Like, that's a new term for it. <laughs> All right. We're gonna go. We're gonna go into my highlights. Um, dookie blaster. <laughs> dookie blaster one. And Learning two. the word dookie blaster. Uh, oh, just put top of his list. Right. Uh, now, for me, like, I really wanted to detach this year. You know, and though um, Juice and the Black Messiah were phenomenal. Um, I really loved Cruella, like of the Disney movies. Like that one's really well done. Like if you haven't seen it, watch Cruella. That's a great movie. Um, Luca. People aren't talking about Luca. Oh, yeah. That's good too. That movie is not so good. Yet. Like people. Bruno. 
Yes. <laughs> that movie, it just has so much heart and it's fun and it's got like a good message. Um, in my household, like those are our two like big like movies for the year. Um, on the music end, I have to say um, it's, it's Tyler, the creator, like all around um, from his album to like features that he did on other people's tracks. Like he is really like, he has come into his own. Like he is doing his thing, his way, his style. You can see that he's, he has an input, not only into like his own rhyme style and content, but you can see that there's a bit of him in the production and in the music selection and things like that. Grammy so, nominated. Yeah. Grammy nominated. And the shit, like he's a legit person. He, he put it out in the universe and did it and then even i remember texting t his Lollapalooza performance that shit was out of this world it's why i paid an exorbitant amount of money to go see him in toronto uh, mm-hmm. in the spring so yeah yeah uh, that Lollapalooza performance put me on my ass i was like yeah okay my, my I, got, wife I gotta who, see this who doesn't really like watch i'll watch a lot of live stuff on tv or like because i just i love concerts so much i'll be watching like youtube clips of like concerts and stuff but she caught a bit of that Tyler when she was like, this is, he is an artist, like different from everyone else. Like she's like, he sees things differently. So we did the same. We we're getting tickets to go see him. And then um, more on the rock end, um, getting more familiar with a band called Idols, I-D-L-E-S. They're, um, they're out of like the UK. They're amazing. Uh, really good straight up like rock band. Um, their latest album, Crawler, is out. Just came out like maybe like a month ago. It's I've been listening to that like nonstop. So between Tyler and Idols, like those are my like top twos with music. Um, they've just been killing it. Um, it I get, and then getting like that was like my one of my first concerts back was going to see Idols at the Fonda just a few weeks ago. So it was like live show too. If you get a chance to see them live, like you definitely got to do it. Um, I got two game of the year. Um, one is I, I'm on the same train with T, Deathloop. I like that it did something different. The art style was really, really good. The story as it unfolded, like had enough plot twists for me that I was like, oh, okay. I wasn't thinking that or I wasn't thinking this. And even had me like YouTubing like explanations and alternate videos and stuff like that. Cause I just, I felt like there was more. And then, um, uh, more of like a, a shout out to Mike um, getting to play a fuck ton of Fortnite. Like, even though it's not new this year, the season we played, we went hard. We were like, we were in there, but it was good because it was an opportunity to like hang out with a friend. We were getting people together. We were like in it. So like Fortnite for like the camaraderie and just, you know, like just hanging out and doing challenges. Like, that was a blast. Every so often, my son would come in and try to wreck the game and talk shit to us because he'd just be like shooting people in the head from distances and just he, he you know, young people, you know how he they being, are. Being a little chalfy, you know, because yeah. when he's by himself, when he's the last one in the squad, he ran. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like I'm out. Bye. Yeah. So I mean, I always knew who I was. I was the wackest one on the team, so I can't lie. Yeah. You know, it just is what it is. The camaraderie. Um, yeah, it, Delvin. Yeah. <laughs> Because these guys, bullets would be whizzing by, and I would just be like, 
which way are those bullets coming from? And they're like behind you. And I would just like go forward and they're like the other way. I was like, I mean, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) It was just for the fun. Um, I mean, so those were some, some big highlights. And then just as far as like podcasting goes, um, you know, just shout out to like the guests that I had on, um, you know, thanks to Delvin and T for being a part of those special guest episodes. (laughs) More Delvin. (laughs) Appreciate that. I was but just one. getting to talk to people that uh, you know I really enjoyed and really hi- wanted to highlight. But at the same time, um, Delvin does a lot of podcasts. He does a lot of shows. But knowing that he makes time to do my show is is a highlight for me. You know, this is like someone I enjoy talking to. Um, you know, off the pod, we're always in communication during the week. You know, we're always having good conversation. Like that's my homie. And so I appreciate that you make time for this. And then the same thing for T. I know you're a busy guy too. I know you got your bigger show going on, but um, you got a great personality. And it was a personality that I was like, I need more of this personality in my life. And so I was like, I got to bring this guy on to be a part of, you just got to go on this ride. You got to hop in the Cadillac. It's one fucking Cadillac, Delvin. One. (laughs) <laughs> and then, then Fowler exists so Maybe. yeah why not <laughs> but so you know we got extra seat for Mike you know this uh, Cadillacs yeah. is big baby like we got we got space so you know just to, to you guys like I'm glad to have you guys be a part of my team uh, I really yes. appreciate it um, and then now to just get into some judgy shit because that's enough of some mushy shit uh, <laughs> I need to talk about like we got to get into what's up with that because you know what parents we need to talk i need to know what's up with like what's up with people being whack ass parents like so we're on the fucking airplane and this is where i was just like okay i gotta talk about this there's this mom she takes her kids okay plane lands so everyone's gonna get ready to do what stand up and get their fucking bags this lady and her kid kids gotta go bathroom little kid maybe she's probably about seven i get it she's gotta go pee they gotta go all right so she fucking runs to the back of the plane goes to the bathroom comes back they're stuck because people are standing and the little girl yells out to the man, like, she was something about, like, move your big old belly or something like that. And so the man, he kind of looks back at her, doesn't say anything. And the girl is, like, standing. The guy's, like, next to me. I'm sitting in my seat. Like, we wait till the end. We're, like, no matter to stand right now. They don't let us off for a while. Oh, yeah. And then the kid is, like, holding on to my seat. and Because we were four seats, but my wife, my son, and my daughter were three. And then I was on the other end of the aisle as one seat. And the two people on the side of me. And so my daughter and I are on the ends. And this kid is like swinging on the seats and she's fucking putting her face in my face. Like she's all up in my space. And then she's all up in my daughter's space. And the mom is like, oh, sweetheart, be nice. And I'm like, sweetheart, be nice. Are you fucking kidding me? You need to get that kid and be like, if you don't calm the fuck down, I'm gonna, it's gonna be a problem when we get off this plane. I'm not saying everyone needs to be hard and like beat on their kids, but there is a moment in time where you do need 
to establish that you are the parent and you are in control of your child. We get out of the fucking plane and the kid is a different kid. Later, we learn the same goddamn family. Full is like climbing all over the luggage, tucking it, touching everyone's luggage and like climbing on the fucking like carousel, like where you get your return luggage. Get this Corona field hands on people's luggage. Exactly. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, this isn't a hard thing to do. Hey, I I need you to not climb on that. That's not safe. I need you to not put your hands on that. That does not belong to us. And he's running around. He's bumping into people. And I'm like, we adults, parents, we are the models for our children. We need to show them how to behave in the world. There is a time to be forceful. There's a time to fall back and listen. There's a time to have, like, there's a time for everything. But what there isn't a time for is to be a fucking idiot in an airport and to let your kids just do whatever the fuck they want. That's not a playground. Like, people are tired. People are agitated. People are sick. It's a tin can. So it's just a fucking, uh, you know, a Petri dish of germs. Your kid yeah. just came out of the bathroom, so I'm about 99% sure that that little kid didn't wash her hands. So now i got fucking pee drippings all over her hands, touching my seat. But stop it. But, like, I see this regularly. Like, kids just fucking wiling out and parents just being like, and they're not even doing the fake, like, oh, sweetheart, you're just being silly. They're just like, I'm, I don't see anything. Like, what's the problem? Like, are you guys seeing this too? Is this just me? It is two years of being in a pandemic that basically just has people like, I've been dealing with this shit in my house for two years now. I, I don't know what to even do now in the public space. And so it's like, yeah, there you go again. And they just let it get, they just let it happen. And it's like, I, I'm, for, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be more forgiving because again, it's been two years of being kind of locked up on some level, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And these kids have grown up, you know what I'm saying, for the last couple of years, just kind of running around the house. For you know, parents that you know give a damn. And uh you just kind of be like, you gotta be like, fine, blessings to you, man. You do gotta say, yeah, you do need to check your kid. I'm I'm with that. Yeah. But also, they've probably been checking their kid now for like like I said, like like you know, say almost two years now, and it's like I'm going to say based on all I do is check my little bad motherfucker (laughs) based on this woman's attire and demeanor. No, nah, she, mm -mm. I would agree with you. I would agree with you in this case. I was like, no, I'm pretty sure her child is either named like Jedi or Everglades, something like that. I wish my motherfucking kids would act up in the airport. Right. I wish, I wish they would try me like that. They know damn better. All they, all they gotta hear is their daddy say, "You don't lost your damn mind," and they know, hey, mm-hmm. we want to get our mind phrase. back real you quick. Lost your damn mind. Oh, you know what? Okay, my bad, my bad. Let me you know what? Clearly, I have lost my mind. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Father, for providing the perspective I needed. Yeah. Go sit yeah. my ass down. Yeah. Right now. But there's a tone, and it's just like, come on, you know, because I have I also because I work with kids all the time, I have no problem telling someone's kids. Like yeah. it does frustrate my wife at times where I have been in Target and a kid is like climbing a third shelf, and I'm like, if you don't get down, I'm gonna let somebody know you're climbing on this shelf. You need to get down. 
And she's yeah. like, you can't do that. And I'm like, yeah, well, sure. but when that kid falls and cracks his fucking head, and they're going to be like, that man didn't help him? Yeah. Like, that's a problem. So I, I'm on that. It takes a village shit. Mm-hmm. It do. Yeah. And sometimes you got to be like, hey, man, get your kid. Because <laughs> yeah. like, well, and at that too, it created a new situation. When she yeah. put her face in my daughter's face, we got a problem. Yeah. We got a problem. There is something to say about like, respecting it's even a social distance thing this is like personal respect space. my personal space please yeah. do that and this little kid was she was up in it lucy was like bitch you better move away <laughs> uh, i'm about michael michael jordan shit fuck them kids fuck them kids i mean that's <laughs> you know what that's a that's a good spot i think right there yeah. on my little ranch i just want to say yes fuck them kids <laughs> oh my god so as we sign out it looks like this was a lengthy one i do appreciate you guys joining me this evening um you know allegedly delvin's gonna take a month off but you know he ain't he's just gonna do no, I'm actually taking a month off. <laughs> fuck that this month i need off but uh, I, let, I will commit a murder if i don't take a month off oh, well, we'll talk about that <laughs> <laughs> we still got to do a so tell me soon so you, yeah that's be a good free. point We'll talk. But uh, Mike, where can people find you? Where can they connect with you? Uh, you can uh, follow me on Twitter at MikeFowler93. Uh, and then, of course, uh, the Cousin Cecil Show on podcast. Great podcast. Definitely yeah. check it out. Fantastic show. I now, hold up it. real quick. A... Before I feel super old, were you born like in 93? No. Okay. 80, 89, though. But. <laughs> T and I are like shit, man. We we're born seventy five. We should be talking to you. Yeah. <laughs> um, the the ninety three thing. Uh, it sounds stupid, but like I just kept. I just used ninety three, and then I like um, I was just a dumb kid, and I grew up with uh, Murphy Lee from Nelly's um, uh, group, yeah. and he he used to say, "I've been in, I've been in since ninety three and then it was just I just like ninety three for some reason, and just, also you that know that was your number. Yeah, uh, Nightmare Before Christmas came out '93. Uh, you know all that shit. '93 till infinity, right? Yeah, there you go. Get all that whack shit. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, just the cousin sees the show on podcast services around the globe, and then uh, yeah, it's an all right solo man show. It's Pretty good, good show. show, especially for the recommendations. Like if you if you love comic books, listen. I mean, even though he is a DC guy, he will give you some recommendations on like uh, Marvel and independent stuff too, which I do like that you do highlight independent as well. Yes, yeah, very much I, so. I guess, uh, yeah, I can also sure call that on every episode, which he's talking about, I ended up with hot picks and with um, a TV or movie and then one music track. And then what I do with uh, comics now, since I went through a whole, I went on a whole rant with like, like I said, comic creators. I just tell you every Wednesday, like what's going to come out that Wednesday as a number one. So you can start off at that. Here, mm-hmm. Here's your starting off point if you want to start. So, yeah. Very good. Very good. T, what's happening on your end? Uh, every week, every Thursday, stays crunchy in milk. Crunchy being spelled with a K comes out. I'm pretty good about getting it out on Thursdays. Uh, every now and again, it'll, it'll flip, it'll flop. This week's episode will be out Thursday. You'll be good to have it. It'll be great. It's, it's, it's always an interesting companion piece to this show. I always feel like if you, especially if the ones that come out around the same time, mm-hmm. it's almost like uh, 
you'll get a behind the scenes of this show because I'll talk about my experience on this show over there. Like, yo, mm-hmm. I was on Chalfie Show this week doing this, that, and the third. So it's always hype to do that. I am Tayrail713. Anywhere across the internet, feel free to add me on PlayStation, Xbox, whatever, whatever. I'm all good. And uh, give our show a listen, man. I think it's pretty hype. I, I think we do a, a, a good job at it. And uh, I'm very I'm very proud of our show. We've been doing that show for eight, nine years now at this point. So mm-hmm. it's pretty good. Uh, we've been, we did a, a, we have done a great British Bake Off uh Recap show called Skim uh, Stage Crunch and Milk presents Creme Patissier, and uh, it has been a delight. Like I said, as it turned out, this is really was one of the finest seasons of Great British Bake Off ever. So it's real. It's been real dope to have that show to be able to discuss it with uh, other people who watch it. So that's been a delight. I don't want to fluff tea too much, but no. If anyone who does not listen to this and doesn't listen to Skim, go listen to. I, I wish I knew which episode number I'm saying, but the one that he one of his. Um, members of his uh, pod is now living in a RV or whatever it is. And then I was like, all right, this is the one that they're going to like not sign off, but like T started to break this down and making this guy open up asking the same question. And it was such, it, it boggled my brain. Like he was saying this, no, 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 no. How's your family doing? And then he kept on, no, no, no. Like, he's like, how are you doing being involved in the, and it was like, it felt like I was in a therapy session, but in a good positive yeah. <laughs> way of like, I went, you know, just knowing like, there's like, is that group of friends that can are like a therapy session to each other mm-hmm. each week and like, you know, help each other, you know, obviously keep the positive for each, each one's yeah. life. It's just, it's really cool to see. You do, you do have each other's back. And even if yes. you, there are like, you could tell when there are like, it's never arguments. It might be disagreements but you would allow each other to speak and like there's respect, you know? So I think that's a super huge positive. It's a great show. Now on, on the handles thing too, is there, am I tripping or is there a rap that goes with your, your Tabriel 713? No, no, no. So, <laughs> so uh, because uh, early in uh, college and, and, and into high school, T was on that West coast. Yet. It used to be Tabriel 187. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Glad you, that. Shit. Yeah. you better stop fucking around <laughs> yeah glad you changed that I always, I always like telling people so okay my birthday is the 7th I was born on the 7th of, of the month I was born in this is if you look at my palm of my hand you see that 7 in the palm of my hand mm-hmm. which I've always found fascinating that my that my body has these uh these 7s that they, they correlate so 7 my lucky number obviously and then 96 Outcast drops uh, AT Aliens and the that's that album wraps up with a poem by uh, Big Rube that said, "Jesus and his twelve disciples equals thirteen, a righteous number of righteous men. Even Judas the betrayer came true in the end." And I was like, "Yeah, well, thirteen always getting all this disrespect, but thirteen is such a fly ass number." And so Tayrail seven thirteen comes out of that. You know what I'm saying? So uh, okay, that's where I was. That's where because yeah. we didn't ask again. I remember you saying this story once, and I was like, "Wait, did he make up a rap, or was there something with this?" Nah, just keep getting my man Big Rube. You know I'm saying, all right, that's ATL is. All right, there yeah, we go. If you not, if you don't know now, you know. Yeah, for sure. Now, how about you, Delvin? What's going on, man? Where are my you name, not going to be? Hopefully, my, my Twitter name is just my name, Delvin Cox. <laughs> is it underscore? No, nothing spectacular about it. Just mediocre as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> There's no elaborate stories about how I got the name. <laughs> my my dad. 
none of them my mom wow it wasn't even creative my dad's name was Kelvin. he just changed the one motherfucking letter and said you're Delvin now that, that was it that was kind of my it. father's pullout game was weak <laughs> right yeah and here now i exist hey yeah. but you know what if he did it if he just nutted on the belly we'd have no delvin cox experience yeah so just saying that, that also maybe weird too just i realized because a few episodes back, I believe it was on a so tell me, uh, Delvin was talking about how fine his mom is, was, and still is. So yeah. now it just feels I'm awkward. I'm looking at mom, yeah. Now it's just awkward, yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, you can probably check me out on Twitter at Devil underscore Cox. Check out Devil Cox Spirit, but I won't motherfucking be there. <laughs> <laughs> a good time to get caught up. A good time yeah, to go get, get, time to get, get caught episodes up. under your belt. Yeah. yeah. I ain't going to be there. So <laughs> have fun with that. I'm taking a break. I will say check me out on play some video games, but I ain't gonna be in that motherfucker either. <laughs> <laughs> so y'all can check out everybody else there. They'll be having a yeah. good time. I will say, listen to the latest episode with uh, BTG and Country Boy. Uh, that, oh, that's a great episode. That episode is a, it was a lot Country of fun. Country Boy eat like motherfucking lettuce and shit for Thanksgiving. Right. I don't fucking like, talk about. You said how you Country Boy, but you don't eat country. <laughs> Yeah, don't eat, you don't eat a goddamn thing for Thanksgiving. I was waiting for this fool to say I eat salmon on Thanksgiving. It's like what? Yeah. Also, I did have a hard time because he sounds like Joey Craig, and so I was does. Like, is this just like a Joey Craig imposter? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, we'll talk about how you record this month soon. And then uh, on my end, you know me, I'm Chalfy. Uh, you can hit me up on Twitter at at l chalfy e l c h a u f i e. Um, you know. Uh, I'll be out in these uh, international waters. I'll be flying around living my best life, doing fantastic things. Got more trips coming up. Uh, Going to be seeing friends soon. And, uh, you know, just making it through the year. So, you know, for everyone who's been on the pod, who is on the pod, um, you know, we had a great 2021. I, we had we made some good memories. We're about to roll into 2022. It's going to be fantastic. So we out this bitch. Peace. Peace. Fuck, peace. Fuck Mike Fowler. <laughs> Grandma's not here.